What's up, everybody? This is Mitch, one of your regular hosts that you hear every single week at this terror table. And uh, I just want to jump in before this episode rolls to give you all a quick PSA that uh, the recording process behind this episode did not go as planned. This is one of my favorite episodes we've ever recorded. It was a ton of fun for both myself and our very special guest. Uh, but I wanted to give everyone a fair bit of warning that we haven't recorded an episode in person in quite some time since the beginning of the pandemic, I believe. And uh, I'm a little bit rusty. And I guess when I went to record this episode, I only recorded one microphone. Big time uh, rookie mistake. And I apologize. But this episode was too much fun. It was too naturally... (laughs) I don't even know how to explain it. You're just going to have to listen. You'll understand why I didn't want to lose this episode. This is a very good one. I had a ton of fun with this guest. I sincerely hope that you guys enjoy it and can bear with us. With the, you, You're just not going to get as good of quality from the tarot table as you normally would when it comes to the sound, uh, but the content, it's all there. All there and more. This is a super fun episode, so please, I hope you enjoy it. I hope you can stick with it. I did what I could to save it. So, yeah, I guess just enjoy this wacky-ass episode, and we'll see you guys next week. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Terror Table, a horror movie podcast that's presented by the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. My name is Mitch, and I'm one of your regular hosts that you hear every single week, and today is a very, very special episode, something that's been long time coming, uh, long time talked about. Uh, We are going to be talking about all four Insidious movies today, so this is our Insidious special, uh, something I've been wanting to do for uh, all five years that we've been a podcast now. Jesus, five years. Um, and yeah, my dumb co-hosts don't like these movies. So I'm bringing someone along who I know does like this movie, these movies. So I would like to welcome professional nutrition coach and co-owner. Are are you co-owner or owner? I mean, we'll say co-owner. Co-owner of Mob Fitness, registered massage therapist, supplement world ambassador, horror fanatic, and my (laughs) ex-girlfriend, Morgan (laughs) Haladiak, to the show. I was wondering if that was going to be a thing, but yeah. Of course we're going to talk about it. Dive right in. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, welcome to the show, Morgan. This is... Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, this has been a long time coming. Like, uh, we'll get... This is going to be kind of like a... A postmortem of our relationship, I think. That we're we're gonna let people in on this. Uh, I it would be. So I figured, yeah. So like I said before, I guess my first question is: before we were friends, we were lovers. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. So my first question for you is: when did the love die? <laughs> I, re- you know what? I haven't really talked about this. When's the last time I saw my therapist? I can't remember. Um, when did the love die? I don't remember. Okay. I don't know. Maybe yeah. two years before we actually broke up, probably. Yeah, yeah, I would say that's about accurate. When we were, like, really super cool roommates, still did lots of cool stuff, and then I we- wanted to move to New Zealand to be a massage therapist. That never happened, but that was the plan. Yeah. Well, you moved to Canmore for a bit, which is a little bit better than, or I don't know, I haven't been to New Zealand, but they're both two of the most beautiful places on earth, I'd imagine. Um, but yeah, I guess before we get into talking about, we always do, we're going to be like, I know you've heard a couple episodes before, but we're going to talk about what we've been seeing recently. And I know I asked you to prepare a little list. Uh, but before that, I just want to give our listeners an update on your history with the genre. So I know, obviously I know this, but uh, wanna, why don't you fill our listeners in about what made you the horror fan that you are today? I mean, you asked, that's a loaded question because you know what the answer is, and it's you. Okay. Um, you got me into horror. I think one of the first movies I saw was in, oh God, I don't even remember when it was. Maybe when I was like 13 or 14, I went with my soccer team to like Saw or something like the first ones. 
and I remember it being fun and everything, but I didn't really have like a taste for it. I was yeah. really into because my dad was into metal, right? So yeah. I was into like spooky shit, like Ozzy Osbourne. Shit. Shout out Darren. Shout out to Darren. He is a large part of why <laughs> I am the way that yeah. I am today, which is a good thing. Your dad's awesome. I think. Um, yeah. My mom probably won't. <laughs> Maybe she will. Love you, Sheila. Yeah, anyway. love you, Sheila. Yeah, so I, I had I didn't really watch a lot of horror until like we started dating. And yeah. I mean the you know, the classic story is we on our first date you wanted to take me to the proposal. Yeah, okay. I gotta say, I was talking I was talking to my sisters and my mom and I was like, I really like this girl, so like what movie should I take her to? Because like my gut instinct is always horror. Um, but it was, they said, take her to the proposal with Ryan Reynolds and Sandra Bullock. So we, honestly not a bad flick either. I did enjoy uh, it. I never saw it. It It's like not bad, but I just thought, you know what? I don't really want to go see like some like rom-com, you know, whatever. Like I always kind of thought I was super nervous to go out with you. So I was like, Hey, we need to, I guess my, my thought process was like, let's go see something that we're both going to like. It'll distract us from the fact that we're on a first date. Yeah. This looks really interesting. So we went to Drag Me to Hell. Yes, Drag Me to Hell. <laughs> Sam Raimi's Drag Me to Hell. So yeah. that was basically like big time, big time hard eyes for me when I was like, okay, yeah, I guess we can go see Drag Me to Hell. I was wanting to see it really bad and hadn't yet. And we went and I, if I recall correctly, we both pretended like we didn't really like it at first because we didn't want to seem like psychos to each other. And then it was about like a couple months into our relationship when I was like, hey, look, like I'm kind of a nerd and I'm kind of like obsessive with horror. Like we would call in sick together from work all the time and binge horror movies in this very room. Doesn't that bring back memories? It does. Like it's like I walked in here and I had flashes like an old war vet. Yeah, Yeah, no. uh, So we I remember like there was I think the first day we watched like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake or something. It was like. Uh, and then we watched it. We really liked it. And then you're like, can I tell you something? And I was like, what? You said, I actually really liked that Drag Me to Hell movie. I was like, me too. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and then uh, that became something in our relationship. We watched we watch that like every year for like, yep. yeah, a long time. Yeah, long time. 700 years? Like, 700, yeah, 700 years. Yeah, that's what it felt like at least. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so obviously our relationship became like but a big part of our relationship was watching horror movies and we were horror pals like we'd go see you and i went to every single movie like whether it was horror or not but it was especially the horror movies that really got us excited and we just became complete nuts together i feel so and i guess with like i wasn't going to give you any compliments on the show but you were the one who you're the one who made me two two things i'll just get all the way really quick uh, I was always ashamed of being a horror fan or like into comic books or superheroes and all that stuff. And it was you that really embraced it with me. And you told me that, that you actually found all that shit really cool. And I was like, oh, my God. So I came out of my shell so hard because of you. And uh, you were also the very first person to ever tell me that I need to be working in film. You were the first person. So I am now we're sitting in my room that we spent like we've spent so much time here just binging movies and uh and I'm sitting beside 10 bins and uh, my TV, everything's all packed up. The room's empty and I'm moving across the country to pursue it. So thank you for putting that in my head and telling me that you believed that I could do it. And you've been nothing but supportive ever since. Uh, but you're a big reason why I'm doing this. And uh, the same thing with the podcast. We were originally going to do this podcast. It was going to be me, you and Diego. I, know, I remember that. 
that, and I have regretted that decision not to do it. Well, it was at a bad time. We, like, broke up three months after. That would have been super awkward. Yeah. Coming in. Yeah. Or Diego, that would have been awkward for him. I'm sure it was awkward enough for him. He was our roommate in the basement. (laughs) Got to listen to us scream at each other. (laughs) Uh, Whatever. He probably liked it. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, he's a man who loves his screaming. But, all right, cool. Well, yeah, so going all the way back, like, what are some of the movies that come to mind when you think about the best ones that you discovered with me or whether they be ones I showed you or ones we went to in the theater, you can just kind of rattle them off. Let's just talk about them a bit. Yeah. So, I mean, initially you asked me to make a list of five fucking movies. Are you kidding me? So I showed you my list when I got here and it's over like 50. I love that. I had to like dig through, you know, all of them to be like, okay, which ones do I? So I just thought about it right off the bat. I was like, okay, which ones do I remember? So a lot of like my, my brain is just like, I think I've reached my biological limit of alcohol. Like, yeah. I, I drank so, we drank so much. We drank a lot. We ate lots of pizza, Party, lots of candy cups. Like, yeah, we got fat together, yeah. we got fit together, and then we got, got fat, fat again. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. We were both in, like, decent, like, we were in good shape when we got together. And then yeah. it was, like, the, the horror movies really, really skyrocketed us, or, sorry, plummeted us into obesity. Um, but that's also something I want to talk a little bit about before we get to the main features. Uh, I just know for people who are movie fans and fans of this stuff like myself and you, like, it's really easy to fall into those those ruts where you just sit and you order pizza and you drink and you just watch movies and you eat junk food and you like can't keep weight off or your body keeps fluctuating. And that's something that you've now dedicated your life to doing. And you've made like an insane name for yourself with mob fitness and like all your RMT stuff. And so I want to talk a little bit about that for maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll end the episode with some tips that you could give to people. Yeah, I mean, I I say all the time, you know, like getting fat is like super fun. Like I had a really good time. (laughs) We had such a good time. Yeah, we only broke. Yeah, we only broke a couple bed frames. (laughs) 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 We literally did break one bed frame. Said this, but. Someone said fat sex is the best sex. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> just two fucking beluga whales. Like, can it please be over? Just go back to eating oh pizza. Yeah, no, the getting fat part is really fun, but the being fat part was definitely not fun. And uh, yeah, I mean, I lo- I've lost over 100 pounds. And Congratulations again. You look amazing. Thank you. With kind of trial and error and everything, but kind of, you know, I went to multiple courses and everything, and now I actually, like, figured out how to do it, how to be successful at it. So, absolutely, like, movies and things like popcorn. And, yeah. Like, I can't, I still can't go to the theater without getting snacks and stuff. Yeah. They're obviously with Remember popcorn Skittles? Popcorn Skittles, of course. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and we'd both be, like, tag team in the bathroom. <laughs> oh, my poor stomach. Like, yeah. Now it's just, like... Oh, I didn't have GI problems. It was just because I ate like a bag of shit. Yeah, and we drank more beer than water. (laughs) Man, I still remember the best summer of my life was between school years when I went to massage school. I had August off, and that's it. Yeah, four straight weeks I had no job. And I built you a deck. Yes. Oh, yes. We had deck fest. That was fantastic. So, like, just another reason to drink, essentially. Yeah, we'd be fat. That deer were like, we need a deck because, like, where are we supposed to drink back here? (laughs) Yeah. Um, but I literally sat on my ass almost every day. Like I would wake up at like 11 a.m. Every, every morning I would drink a pot of coffee and play video games. And then like, I don't know, 3 p.m. would hit and a little alarm bell would go off in my brain and be like, it's beer time. Yeah, it's beer time. I probably and, drank like, I don't know, in four weeks, you, hundreds of beers. You drank more than I did and I'm six foot two. Yeah. Like I drank a lot, but you, you could pound it. Yeah. I yeah. was a 
I was a professional drinker at that point. <laughs> yeah. Like, when I got to Canmore, man, it was, like, two bottles of wine during, like, raids and stuff. That's insane. Yeah. It didn't even, <laughs> didn't even touch me. It was pretty, I, I it's not impressive. I had a problem. But at the time, I'm just like, yeah. I remember, it, the only reason I'm bringing it up is because, yeah, I remember you posting it on Instagram, so I can say it, but you posted that, uh homer simpson laying in that little pool yeah. and then you bought one of those little pools <laughs> so yeah. we were that all the time actually. yeah i still bring that up because i was pissed that summer because that's the life i wanted to live was the homer simpson eating yeah. a hot dog in the pool drinking a beer yeah and that entire fucking summer was just like cloudy and shitty oh yeah it was bad i, didn't I remember that pool once yeah no i think our dog did probably yeah oh, but that's what yeah, put his paws in there but um yeah, no, uh, circling back, like, I figured this was going to happen when we have, like, <laughs> yeah, we're unopened yeah. tabs, but it's totally fine. But, no, you totally got me into horror, and right off the top of my head, when you asked me which ones I remembered the yeah. most, um, and I had to look up the names because my brain is just, like, like I was saying, it, it holds nothing anymore. I yeah. just have zero memory, like, it's all kind of foggy, but, like, when you asked me to look at the movies that you know just look at like you said just google like 2010 horror 2011 yeah. horror and i totally did that and it was just like memories you know I, i've never done acid but they say like sometimes <laughs> you have like acid flashbacks yeah that's kind of what it felt like. I was like oh my god so all of these like memories came up but um uh for whatever reason the martyrs Oh, Martyrs, yes. Always, and I've talked to clients about this, and I just could never remember the name of it. That was one of the ones where when we watched it, I think that might have been one of the first foreign films you had ever shown Yep, me. I think it was. I was like, man, what the actual... Look? We were so fucked up from that. Like, that's still till this day. Like, we did an episode on that during the pandemic, and that was only the second time I'd watched it, because I remember watching it with you. And I remember it's like one of the only movies that actually still bothers me, but it's it's so good. I don't. Yeah, I, I kind of want to revisit it because I'm gonna do again. Like I successfully did a 30 Days of Horror last year, which I was so proud of yeah. myself. Um, I'm kind of like I did a lot of like I put in the Simpsons Halloween specials every now and then, and like I did like you know Paranorman and Frank Frankenweenie and stuff yeah. because I didn't want to. Both great movies. Super great. Yeah. A absolutely. And my rule is kind of yeah. like as long as it's like. Halloween. Yeah, spooky-ish. Spooky-ish. Yeah, like, yeah. I, we call we call Beetlejuice a horror movie, and I get, like, I get smited for that, but yeah. it's, like, it's totally, we always watch Beetlejuice, like, every year for Halloween. That's exactly. classic. Like, it's, like, yeah. got ghosts and shit. Same thing with Hocus Pocus and like, yeah. all those things, right? Yeah. But I guess, like, I didn't watch, after we broke up, like, I didn't watch movies, barely, let alone horror movies, for, like, a really long time, and I didn't want to come out of last October like a changed human being. Like, I didn't want to mess with my psyche because if I had just watched, like, nothing but yeah. fucked up movies. So it was funny. Like, as I watched it, it became, like, darker and darker and darker, like, as I went. And I finished off with The Exorcist on Halloween. Yeah, perfect. Um, but I think on the 30th or something like that, or later on in the month, I finally was like, okay, I'm going to watch, like, Midsummer And the ones that it, people have been saying, like, oh, this one's so fucked up. Yeah and whatever and uh the evil dead like the new yeah one, the remake one, i remember remember we went to that opening and that was the first time they like it used to be midnight screenings on a thursday that was the first time they changed it to eight o'clock so we were there at eight o'clock there's a sold out theater do you remember a guy standing up and laying down <laughs> that happened because that movie was like fuck i still love that movie yeah i think that's what actually finally broke me because i mean i was broken way before then in regards to like being 
little desensitized. Desensitized yeah. shit like that. But that, like, it was, re- like, unrelenting. Yeah. The, the gore and the craziness. But I still remember, like, it was fucking yesterday. And I'm just going to circle back and, like, say, remember when I said my brain doesn't work anymore? And I don't remember. This is like I watched it, like, five seconds ago. When he's in the kitchen and he's trying to saw his arm off and he turns around. Hanging from like this piece of sinew, yeah. and it just like falls. I remember everyone like was horrified, and I'm sitting there, and I was like, "Holy fuck!" Like, yeah, like I was killing myself laughing, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, that was the day you've you've really just lost it all. <laughs> yeah, so we should look back and see what date that was. That would be interesting to see, like when it came yeah, out. Yeah, I know it was got. 2013. So that's yeah, that was fairly early on. Oh my god, yeah, I guess it would have been. Yeah, yeah, that makes. Or I guess the halfway point. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the Evil Dead are still my favorite. Like, yeah, I love those movies, all of them, the old ones and the new one. I was just telling you the other day that I will never not watch Army of Darkness and not think of you because, like, as people can already tell, you have an infectious laugh. Um, but your laugh when he's doing the shop smart, not shop S smart. You got that. <laughs> His timing, oh my god, yeah. his timing. It was just, and still, like I, I told you when we were talking about it the other day, <clears throat> I will be like, some people talk to me when I massage them and some people don't, and every now and then my brain just like offers up that scene, and I like, I giggle every time. I just love that. It pops into my brain every time, but um, yeah, so I made a list. Uh, and <laughs> I'm curious because... I- over, I, I don't even know how many movies are here. But then I had to go through and I bolded them and underlined them for a specific reason. Not oh, okay. necessarily because, like, like I loved them all. Like, it was really hard for me to pick which ones I actually really loved because I do love them all for different reasons. Yeah. There was only one I remember, and this is one of the only movies that I've actually gotten, like, viscerally, viscerally upset. Uh, I remember and, it. Do you remember which one it is? The Green Inferno. No, actually. Okay. That, so that one actually, you, I vaguely remember that one. I might have repressed it. I do have it on the list because I remember watching it. Yeah, you hated it. But I don't remember. You were pissed. I think I wanted to, because that was Eli Roth. You right? did tweet him. <laughs> you tweeted Eli Roth and said, fuck you. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> that doesn't sound like something I could do. Because that, that was the same night we saw, that was at the Saskatoon Fantastic Film Festival. And we watched, uh, it was Green Room. Which was one of the best movies ever. We knew oh, we we went. At, that was when there wasn't even a trailer. Like, the movie didn't come out for another year. We had seen it like a year before it came out, and then they were started bringing in ribs. Remember, they were serving ribs for the Green Inferno. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, we left the theater, and you were so fucking mad. If we didn't even get to the car, you would be like, "I just tweeted at Eli Roth," and I was like, "What'd you say? Uh, Fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> <That's>, yeah, <laughs> that's something I would do. Okay, so there's two movies. Okay. That one I actually repressed, yeah. apparently. I don't remember that one. Maybe I'll have to revisit it. No, no, you don't. It's still not good. <laughs> there was another one. <clears throat> it was a Friday the 13th. Like, one of the, like, I don't know. I don't know how many movies there are. It was one of the Friday the 13th movies? I think so, from what I remember. So the premise of it was they were, like, down in the south. Hatchet. I feel like it would have been Hatchet. No, I don't know, because, like, maybe. Because I remember you not liking Hatchet. I, but I, put, I put Hatchet on the list, and I remember not liking it for different reasons. Yeah. Because I'm not really a big slasher guy. Um, but this one in particular, uh, I remember it ending. I don't remember anything about it except for, A, the main character, of course, just, like, 
and this is going to make me sound catty or whatever, but, like, I understand there's a, a level of smut that comes with yeah. movies that, like, we all love and appreciate, but this was just, like, insane. Like, she was just, like, you know, huge... Oh, yeah, it was. It was the Friday the... It was the Friday the 13th yeah. remake. And yeah, I mean, like, yeah, the obnoxious sex scene. Jesus fucking Christ, yeah. So, there was that, and then at the end... I don't know if you're remembering this, but she was like long lost cousins with Jason. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh no, you're thinking of Texas Chainsaw 3D. Texas Chainsaw. And that was, we had broken up for like two months and then we got back together and you were like, we can go to whatever movie you want. And we went to Texas Chainsaw 3D (laughs) and that movie is a pile of shit. And that, no, that was Alexandra Daddario, remember? She, yeah, she's the true detective boobs. God, that was a gif on Reddit for like... Oh, uh, yeah. Weeks. Yeah, yeah. Weeks. Uh, it's Broken. years. Still, Still. Saved on my phone. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that... that I, I remember when we were watching True Detective and that happened, and it was like, you could hear my jaw drop, Wait, and you... Well, uh, you could hear, like, I'll try and be really quiet and do it. And you you looked over at me, and you're like, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you're just like, control yourself. But it was like, seriously, like, come on. Yeah, no, she's she's got fantastic. And I mean, like, showcase, and that's totally fine. But yeah, no, all of these years, I thought for sure that was a Friday the 13th and she was related. So that's my, yeah. my mistake. So now I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then she was like, come here, cuz. Yeah. Like, pass, pass on the chainsaw. Yeah, that was and a I bad. Was like, you know, I don't watch movies. Even the bad ones. Like, I yeah. try and take something out of it. Like, oh, yeah. Have... We saw The Devil Inside together. And yes. everybody in the theater was throwing popcorn at the screen. And we, me and you got in an argument walking out because you're like, I thought it was good. I, you know what? <laughs> I think you were trying to just start a fight with me. I don't, I don't know. I just, like, I think I, I just reached a point where I was like, you know what? I can find something to enjoy in every movie. Yeah. Except for that one. Oh, yeah. I can't. No. It still bothers me. I, I literally bring it up. Texas Chainsaw? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's so bad. We wa- we went to that Calgary when we went and saw Ghost. Uh, we watched that in our Airbnb to see if it was still as bad as I remember. Yeah, 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 it is. <laughs> it's still bad. Okay, good to know. But yeah. Um, and she was like, no, she was her. She was Leatherface's sister. And it was, oh, yeah. it took place like 45 years after. And she's this 20 year old girl. <laughs> it was some dumb shit like that. And I'm just like, I have never been so mad. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. I think probably I tweeted Eli Roth because I, I was probably drunk that night. Oh, probably. But still. <laughs> so funny oh my goodness um okay so yeah we'll dive into my list <clears throat> so the first one i have on here uh, the first one i saw was let the right one in oh yeah that one was fantastic that w- i don't have it bolded and underlined but i do like I, like i said like, that was in the days of me calling in sick for work or going home from work so that you could come over here and i'd be like i'm gonna stop at cd plus and i'd come home with a stack of dvds yeah, I remember. remember like that wall like remember how many fucking dvds i had so many yeah, it was disgusting. Like, and then you have to, like, do the whole thing where you convert all your DVDs and, like... To Blu-rays. Yeah, Blu-rays. Yeah. And now, you know, there's a whole thing. Um, I found the only Blu-ray I actually own, like, the physical Blu-ray, is Moulin Rouge. And Frozen. Frozen. Yeah, I gave you Frozen when uh, I lost in the divorce. <laughs> I was like, you, you were like, uh, you were like uh, can I have Frozen? It was, like, a couple weeks after. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I don't want... Frozen, like, the, the cartoon. One, really? Yeah, it was oh. that and Moulin Rouge, which I also got you. Still my favorite movie. Yeah. Very sweet of you. I don't remember taking... Well, I lost it. Yeah, so, whatever. So <laughs> I don't know where it went. Um, so, okay. So I have like a billion movies on here. But yeah, go hard. The first 
uh, Pontypool is also on there. Oh, yeah. Awesome. That was one of the ones, like, it's very hard to find really, like, you know, original ideas, I guess. Yeah. Right? And that was one of the ones that I thought was really cool. Um, if you haven't watched it, just do it. Total Canadian, yeah, Canadian gem. Yeah, really yeah. super cool. So the first one I have underlined and bolded is The Loved Ones. Yes. It reminded me of that one the other, not, I guess not the other day, but when we were talking about it. Yeah. Um, you said you had that idea for doing like kind of a... A music video. Yeah, with, yeah. video. And you were like, yeah, I'm kind of like, you know, look, look, looking to kind of take some, some inspiration from The Loved Ones. And I was like, fuck, that yeah, movie. That was that awesome. Movie fucked me up. And I, again, that's one of the ones... That, like, it's a little bit concerning because I think they're baked into my psyche for a reason. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You remember all the gnarly parts. But it was fantastic. Yeah, that's, like, that one often gets roped into torture porn because, like, it is. But it's so good. And remember, it's the song. That song would get stuck in our head, and I would play it when you got home from work. And mm-hmm. Same with, uh, we'll get to it, but the tiptoes yeah, by the windows. Totally. Yeah. Which is just, like, oh, man. We loved musical so, cues because yeah. we got together based off of our musical tastes. And our attract like w- I was incredibly attractive, mm-hmm. and you I'm were front man of a band. Okay, <laughs> like how could I have said no? Um, so uh, the next one I have underlined and bolded, but again for a different reason. Well, actually, the one underneath I'll go with first. This one is not underlined and bolded, but I have afterlife. Oh my god! <laughs> but I have afterlife dash Liam Neeson comma stupid. <laughs> oh, that was bad. I remember you got mad at me because we went and rented that and we were watching it and I fell asleep and you got mad at me for sleeping because you're like you made me watch that yeah, piece of shit by myself all by my fucking self <laughs> with Christina Ritchie yeah, and uh, she's naked the whole time and, like, and Justin Long. Yeah, yeah terrible movie. The cast, it should have been fantastic. Yeah, and the trailer looked really good. I remember we were stoked for it. Oh, God damn it. Okay, so this one is kind of like on the nose, but The Human Centipede, I have underlined and bolded because, <laughs> only because, this is kind of a common theme in the ones that I've remembered. Um, just because literally, again, I've only seen that movie once. Yeah. I remember exactly, like, we had the couch set up here. Yeah. TV right here. And I'm pretty sure we had some friends over to watch that movie. Yeah, we. it was just me and Rick. Because Rick was our third, like, yeah, I still talk, we still talk about that. Rick is, he was our, we were a trio. Yeah. I used to have <laughs> up on my Instagram. It might still actually be up there of me, you and Rick at the Broadway theater. I can't remember. Oh, crazy. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I remember Willow Creek, the yes. Bigfoot movie. I love that. Yeah, it was awesome. I have it underlined and bolded. Oh, do you? Willow yes. Creek? <laughs> yes. I made sure because I remembered, again, I'm so shitty with names, but I remembered last year that we watched it and i was like what the fuck was that movie with that crazy director and i couldn't remember his name bobcat yes and yeah. I'm like how am i not remembering these things yeah like, it's one of the weirdest names so i literally googled like you know weird bigfoot movie <laughs> good luck <laughs> I had to wait yeah 700 and then i was like i'm pretty sure it was found footage and then sure enough I yeah. found it. yeah so i watched it actually last year on my 30 days of work but uh yeah so and Human Centipede, that was Human Centipede 2. I remember that because it was the black and white one. We watched both. Okay, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely watched both. I'm pretty sure. Because I, oh, right, because I didn't want you to miss any plot points. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we sat super close to the TV. I remember that. I'm yeah. pretty sure we moved because it used to be against that wall. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we moved it, like, right fucking. And that, that was one of those, like, big, big-ass TVs at that point. Like, the ones yeah. that are 8 million pounds. No, we actually, because remember... We oh, bought we bought that TV. That TV. Bro- Do you remember the first yep. movie we watched? Green Lantern. <laughs> Green Lantern on Steelbook. This is going to be so awesome. Yeah. 
and then we were both like, huh. That was the second time we watched it. We went to that movie with like, yeah, rows of people, yeah. and ever and I was wearing my Green Lantern shirt, and I zipped up my hoodie on the way out. So yeah. I was like, oh boy. I know. And I actually just listened to a podcast with Ryan Reynolds, and they they mention it. And yeah, this was like, he shits on it still all the time. Yeah, yeah. He they shit on it in Deadpool. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He said he was like, you know what? I kind of like took it back to yeah. myself, you know, a little bit. But okay, so um, I've got. Do you remember Frozen? Yeah, yeah, the skate lift movie, Adam yeah. Green. Yeah. I when I saw that one, I got like instantly sort of nauseous because yeah. remember when he like jumps? Spoiler alert! Yes. <laughs> yeah. He jumps. Yeah, and it's then, legs snap. Yeah, and yeah. you just watch it the whole time. And then he gets mauled by coyotes, or wolves. Spoiler alert, watch Frozen, it's a great movie. It came out in like, yeah, if you haven't watched it by now. Yeah. It's the journey, it's not the destination yeah. of these movies. Um, the Crazies. Oh, oh baby. It, that was a big one. <laughs> what were we doing the night we saw the Crazies? Uh, can't remember, uh, can't remember. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Moving on. I have Troll Hunter on here. Oh, yes. Troll Hunter is fantastic. That's we discovered movie. that one when we would go and visit our friend Mike Fisher at uh, Rogers Video. Remember? Oh, yeah. Me and you would always go in there and yeah. rent movies from I remember renting Troll. See, I can't remember what happened yesterday, but I can remember where we were for all of these movies. Yeah. And I mean, this is, again, like, as I'm going through these, like, slowly coming back, starting to come yeah. back, you know, all of these different memories and all that kind of stuff that like i don't know if it's repression or like i said if i've just literally like rank them out of my head but they are in there you know tucked in there um i've got i'm pretty sure we watched piranha 3d together yeah i'm fairly certain you dragged me to that fucking movie wasn't that with my whole family i don't remember uh, yeah i think it was piranha 3d and a Three double D. You didn't watch three double D with me. I remember you. You refused. Yeah, I think Piranha three D was about <laughs> enough. Um, the uh, I looked at uh, when I was looking at this list. I remembered, or I saw like the movie You're Next. Oh yeah, so yeah, oh, absolutely. That was a really good one too. Yeah, Justin Posniak was uh, in the theater with us when we saw that one. Really? Yeah, I remember he was on a date and it was really awkward for him, and <laughs> we were the only other two people in the theater. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Oh my god, I don't remember that. Shout out to Justin Posnick. Yeah. Okay. Um, this one is actually one of my favorites, so this one's underlined and bolded. Cabin in the Woods. Is a oh, absolutely. One. And I yeah. know like, some people give it shit because it's like, it's just such a different spin. I thought it was really clever. Like We both thought it was going to suck, and then we went to it and we're blown away. Yeah, because yeah. we're like, this is literally called fucking Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. How on the nose can you be? And the trailer just showed them in a, in the, in a Cabin in the Woods, and I remember it was like the opening sequence where like... Uh, they're driving around the guy from Billy Madison and the dad from Step Brothers. I can't believe Richard Jenkins. Yeah. They're driving around and like Cabin in the Woods pops up on the screen and me and you were both like, What are we what are we doing? Yeah, like, I thought it was so awesome. And I loved like the marketing of it. One of the not you know, I have kind of a problem with like movie trailers. Yeah. It's getting a little bit better, but there was a while there where you watch a movie trailer and you're like, What the f I know what everything what the fuck yeah. it is now. Why yeah. would I go see it? Yeah. It's so bizarre. It's I know. Like, is your movie that boring that you need to give us all of the exactly yeah like we did a we did a top 15 of the last decade episode and cabin in the woods was my number one nice yeah i love that movie yeah yeah i really like it and that's actually one i could probably like well it's family friendly enough i think Mm. i mean we watched it yeah yeah it's pretty gnarly like the newer ones I'm sure, I'm sure. But the thing about Cabin in the Woods is like, I think the reason you and I liked it so much and like reason lots of people do is there's so many horror references in it. So it's like one of those things that if you 
don't really know what they're pulling from. Like, I remember we'd look over at each other and be like, oh, there's Pinhead. Or there's, like, yeah. they even reference Anaconda in this fucking thing. That's, like That is true. They, they made, it's just a brilliant way to, like, do the most generic horror yeah. movie, but, like, with a twist. So yeah. they got away with it. It's amazing. It's really cool. Yeah, maybe I'll uh, wait a couple of years before that one gets on the old 85 inch. Yeah. Um, oh, flex. Big time. Jesus. Its name is Sam. I thought mine was the biggest you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> No, you got an 85, fuck, 60, that's 20 more inches. Yeah. God damn. Uh, My masculinity is tested. <laughs> it's pretty fantastic. I stand, like, we sit far enough back from it that it, like, fits the room. Yeah. Right? But, uh, yeah, you stand next to it, and it's essentially, like, as tall as I am. Pretty fantastic. Crazy. Um, a couple other ones I have on here. I know you hated Prometheus. No, I loved Prometheus. Did you really? Oh yeah, remember that was that was like the most excited. I went twice that weekend Ooh, okay. with my dad. I went with you the first time, then I went with my dad, and my dad hated it. Okay. Uh, but I I loved Prometheus. Maybe I'm mistaken then because I loved it too. Yeah. I thought it was awesome, but the like general consensus yeah. was that it was a piece of shit. It's tied into the Alien universe, and like I'm Alien's one of my favorite movies of all time, but like I still love Prometheus. Yeah. Love that movie. Good. Okay, cool. Yeah. I have this on my list. It's, again, not underlined and bolded. I just shout out to Yeah. Um, so VHS 1, 2, and 3. Yes. I thought, again, these are the ones that stand out in my brain for some reason. I think because they're so fucking original. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I remember the, the succubus one yeah, that really I fucked me up. Bring that up yeah. Were, like, so I was fucked. It. Yeah. Didn't you, like, date a girl that kind of looked like her after? Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It is a strong word. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I don't know about yeah, maybe. I, oh, she re- I think I was saying she re- she reminded she reminded me of that succubus. <laughs> the I like you those crazy eyes. Yes. And remember we changed the background on the computer to that? <laughs> so good though. Like, yeah. I could go I'll probably go back and watch. It's coming back. There's a VHS 94 coming out this month. Yeah, so they're doing like a '90s version of it. Excited. Yeah, I love those movies. I'm a big like found footage person. Yeah. I really liked that uh, style of, of. Yeah, the Blair Witch Project was big for us. Like we both loved okay. that. We're gonna circle back real quick. Um, Blair Witch was actually one of the first horror movies I've ever watched. Yeah. Now that you just say that, I remember watching it in my mom's basement alone. I don't know. Like I was in elementary school, and it was when she taught. She taught him at Royal. She's a high school teacher. And they actually parried, parodied it, you know, for like a pep rally or whatever. So I'm just like, oh, I'm going to watch this movie. Like, it seems kind of funny because they fucking parried, yeah. parodied it. And then I watched it and it ruined my fucking life. <laughs> yeah. It ruined my life when I was a kid. I remember even the first time we watched it together because that, that was one that we had, like, we would do 31 Days of Horror, like, all seven and a half years that we were together, and we would do it every fucking year, and a lot of times we would just do end up doing the same movies because, like, we, we had our favorites, and, like, I'm waiting for, there's a franchise that I know both of us were huge on when it came out, so I'll see if it's on your list here, but yeah. Well, again, these are, like... I have a lot of favorites. Like, I have ABCs of Death on here, which I watched again last year. And I, it kind of, like, surprisingly didn't hold my attention as well as I thought it would. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like it the first time. I don't know. I guess it was just because it was different. Yeah. There was one, I remember there was one segment. I can't remember which one it was, like, what, what letter it was. But you and I were both like, that one was worth the whole movie. Yeah. Like, there was one that was just so good. But I remember we were pretty lukewarm on it. There was one where the dude was just like sitting on a chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yes, yes. And it was like stop motion. Uh, There was like a stop motion like 
yeah i remember he's on a chair i remember which one you're talking about and i think that was the one we liked yeah that one was pretty iconic something like a lot of butt stuff yeah um i mean like the conjuring is one of my favorite movies all of those movies are. Mm -hmm. even we we had broken up like for good and it was like months later you and i went and saw the conjuring 2 together just because it was like these james one movies were a huge deal for us like insidious and the conjuring and then like so it was like yeah, it just feels right yeah i mean i was super i don't know if they could do i was really nervous to watch the third one because yeah. i'm like fuck like what if they what if they fuck it up you know like the two <laughs> the first two were so good and i don't honestly think that it's well, not nearly as good as the first it two isn't, but i still loved it yeah i think it'll always just kind of have a place in my heart right yeah now. just those characters yeah. yeah i think so too um okay uh i really liked the last exorcism i have back country on here back country that was the one yeah that was like underlined yeah. bolded like, i don't know if i can like that movie fucked me up so hard it was not you know why because my guard was down you go yeah we thought it was gonna suck well i was like how fucking boring does it sound yeah you know like a, a couple goes into it and the poster wasn't great like and you were never as big into like the nature run amok as i was like lake placid anaconda yeah. all that stuff yeah. jaws and backcountry you're like oh it's gonna be a stupid bear movie and then when that bear attack scene happens we were like i remember i was sweating yeah i yeah. felt legitimately sick to my stomach yeah and that movie and then bone tomahawk i didn't actually watch with you <laughs> yeah but you were watching it you and, saw the scene and i walk i just happened to walk in and i was like hey like i have something to tell you and then the scene where the dude was like upside down in like a spread eagle position and then got basically your timing your, yeah your timing was always perfect and i just sat i feel like i sat down and i don't remember what happened the rest of the day yeah like i was just like what the actual fuck <laughs> good movie great yeah. movie i'm sure um and then it, for whatever reason uh do you remember good night mommy oh yeah we saw that at the the fantastic film festival yes, and that was the one that you won the poster yeah i won the poster i feel like we're not gonna put this up in the room like, yeah no we didn't i, I threw it out yeah um then the babadook is one of my yeah. favorites too that one was underlined and bolded i think i have 10 on here that are have i even shown you my babadook book i have the actual book like the pop-up book no um but that's fantastic i i just think like i watch that movie still and i'm like this is just that kid yeah this is why like horror it's good birth control the reason why i don't want children for like a lot of reasons they're either super annoying yeah and then i mean like they just see ghosts and shit it's like they attract them right? so <laughs> yeah exactly i'm kind of good <laughs> for a lot of reasons um okay where were we okay Okay, I have Sleepaway Camp on here. Yes. Because that was some of the most fun I've ever fucking had watching mm -hmm. movies. Like, we got together. Yeah. Just got shit-faced and, like, watched these dumbass fucking, what was that? Was that three, 20s or 80s? Uh, 80. 80s. Yeah. Because the shorts were, like, three inches on everybody, girls and boys. Yep. And uh, that I have that underlined in bolded just because I thought that was, like, one of the most fantastic yeah, ways to spend. And that was, the, like, because, yeah, we watched that one together, and then we would do, like, group horror movie nights where we'd bring our friends over. And I remember just seeing your excitement waiting for the ending to see how everyone's going to react. <laughs> yeah. It was so good. Yeah, that was fantastic. I mean, I've got a bunch on here, too, that, again, not underlined and bolded necessarily um, because they didn't, not that they didn't stand out, like... It was just so hard to pick. So as I was going through them, I'm like, okay, what do I remember about them and why? Yeah. That kind of thing. So it's more so like looking at them and remember how I, uh, remembering how I felt. 
yeah ass. the fourth kind also fucked me up yeah for like days yeah we were both fucked about that one in the yeah, theater definitely doesn't hold up <laughs> i yeah it really doesn't which no is such a bummer yeah you know especially now i legitimately had a client like within the last couple months that was like have you seen like that found footage one like the fourth kind like that's some fucked up stuff and i'm like you know, I'm not going to tell them. Yeah. You know? No, you just, I do that all the time. There's so many movies. I'm like, they're like, oh, you're a horror fan. Do you like um, Resident Evil or something? Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, totally. Because like, it's better than saying no. And then they ask you why. And then they think you're a snob. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the Lords of Salem also get a special. Yeah. Product. I really like that one too. Paranormal activities. I love. Like, that's the one I was waiting for. Good. Yeah. Because I mean, like, I just feel like they shat on it. Oh yeah, well they made seven of them or something. Yeah, like they made too many. They have another one coming out. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, those first three we loved. Loved like, it. And I remember specifically the second one. You and I leaving like shook. Like yeah. we were just so and like there, we had like one of my family gatherings the next day, and I remember us just like talking about how fucking good it was. Yeah. And now everybody shuts on those movies all the time, and like. I don't know. We we watched those ones a lot, though. It was like, those are the types that you got to give some space because, like, you don't really see stuff. So it's totally. it's yeah. all about the, the tension. I remember, I think it was the first one, like, that movie was the first one to have, like, something happen in the day. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Allowed. Yeah, exactly. You know? I'm like, shit. So you're sitting in your house and you're just like, oh, fuck. And the pool snorkel. They were fucking with the pool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the back yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Just like, God damn it. No. Nope. Like sacred. Yeah, those are those are all good and that was a good trip down memory lane. There's obviously like we watched everything together. Like you saw every horror movie. Yeah. I mean, we could make this a six hour podcast. Absolutely. Talk about all the movies on my list and then get to yours. You yeah. Know? Like I can't even imagine. Yeah, well I I just uh the only i didn't make a list for myself because uh, i just figured that we'd go through with yours people hear me talk about them all the time um but yeah i do that was that was fun going through that i was just going to mention a couple that i saw recently uh before we go into our main feature but have you seen anything in the last year that has really stood out to you like what's the stuff that's exciting you for horror nowadays keep in mind you've never been on here so you can talk about anything from the last couple of years uh, well that's the shitty thing is like the last couple of years i didn't really watch movies yeah you know so these are all like ones that we've watched that i've revisited last year mm -hmm. so midsummer and hereditary were the two that i watched last year so i was kind of late to the party on i never got your full review about midsummer though because i remember thinking yeah and that's how it was for me too like the first time i saw it i thought i hated it second time i saw it i'm like masterpiece <laughs> yeah you know like i feel like i was influenced by the outside um, or a outside entity when I was watching that movie. And so I went into it with kind of like a pretension. Yeah. And when I watched it, I was like, this fucking piece of shit. Right? I was just like... <laughs> you didn't this? think to trust me over... I mean, you know... <laughs> I get it. I get it. I guess not. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I just, I was watching it. And I think like I was... Because I, when I did my 31 Days of Horror, yeah. I had to watch it like while I was getting ready for work. And while I was like, you know in pieces and stuff yeah. like that so i don't think i got like the full effect of it and i think what happened was i went into it thinking it was going to be like hereditary because hereditary takes it to like a fucking 11 yeah and then stays there and you loved hereditary though hey? i did and yeah. that was one of the first horror movies i watched again yeah like, after i had like split from you know the uh <laughs> 
Are you talking about your ex-boyfriend? Dumbass, yeah. I was trying to, like, I was going to be, like, nice about it. No, fuck him. Um, So I I split from fuckhead. I was living at (laughs) another place while my other place was getting ready at a friend's house. And uh, I actually, like, I wanted to watch it so bad, but I knew if I watched it alone, I was going to, like, fuck myself over. Because I'm staying in this, like, you know, random house with, like, no one else in it, right? So I'm just like, hey, friends, like, come over and watch hereditary yeah and these people don't watch horror like yeah. I'm such an asshole i'm like it's probably fine and then as soon as her head comes off <laughs> I was like, oh no my friends yeah but yes i loved it i thought it was like oh man tony collette yeah I she's just, so I good love her so much yeah if i could meet her in person someday um and just tell her what a masterpiece she is as a human being i think yeah that would make my life but, yeah and you love the witch I love the witch. Yes, yeah. I did. I love the witch. I watched that with uh, a boy that I met on Tinder. <laughs> actually, I remember the yeah. story. Yeah, and he's so nice. Like he's so, still so sweet. Like, um, so we bonded over like video games and horror movies and stuff like that. Clearly, I was just searching for another you. Yeah. <laughs> and so I went over to his place and we drank wine and watched the witch. And I, I didn't get his opinion on it, but I think he liked it. But I was like, fuck, I love this yeah. shit. You know, yeah. it's just so spooky and whatever. But. Um, Okay, so yeah, I like honestly, we watched uh, a Quiet Place too. Yeah, what'd you think of it? Um, it was fun. Like, yeah. I, I think I, I liked it. Um, again, just anything like original, right? I know yeah. it's a sequel, but just the whole premise of like, you know, blind monsters, and then yeah. the added bonus of like her being deaf. I yeah, think it was really super cool. And they brought Krasinski back for you with a beard. Yeah, they needed to. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember, like, I've only seen it once. I need to watch it again. But when I left the theater, I liked Quiet Place 2 more than the first one. Really? Yeah. But it, I don't know. Maybe, you know, my head's been fucked up for a while. So yeah. <laughs> You might have to revisit them. I Yeah, I really liked A Quiet Place. I watched that one by accident. And that was kind of one of the uh, first horror movies, semi-horror movies that I watched. I was still with, like, Buckhead. this person. Buckhead. <laughs> And uh, we accidentally stumbled upon a quiet place. And when she's walking down the stairs and she like steps on the nail and it goes through her foot. Oh, yeah. So good. I I was just like, oh, my fucking God. Yeah. And then I kind of realized, I'm like, man, you're such a fucking pussy now. Oh, I know. I wouldn't even have flinched at that like five years ago. What's wrong with you? So that's why I kind of was like, hey, we got to re-up some. Yeah. We got to get damaged again, man. Exactly. No, you got to. Yeah. it sets good uh, standards for yourself when you're just like destroying your psyche at all times. Yeah, you'll have an excuse I'm, for everything. That's where I'm comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I, I a couple just came to mind for me that uh, that I know were big ones. The Descent. Oh yeah, I, you I love the Descent. That one last year too, I yeah. fucking love that. Movie. Yeah, it's so good. And then uh, the Snowtown Murders. Speaking of Australian movies, do you remember this us watching and it like drained our soul for like a week? <laughs> I actually just like yeah, I'm putting myself. You just put me back in that mental state just quickly. Like yeah. It's so dark. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I'll, I'll end off on a positive note. <clears throat> one that we saw twice in the theater, back to back nights. One was Valentine's Day, and then we went again the next day. Oh, the Wolfman. Oh my God, that's on my list too. I remember <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. We love the Wolfman. I love that movie. And then we walked out of the theater and saw that everybody hated it. We're like, what are you guys talking about? And I was like, let's go again. <laughs> and then we did. Still still, love it. I'm actually, I should put, and I'm like, this year's 30 Days of Horror is going to be, or 31 Days of Horror is going to be fantastic because now I have you to like vet the list. Yeah, I'll get you a good list. Did you watch The Invisible Man yet? 
No. Oh, you'll like that. Uh, new Elizabeth Moss. It's really good. Oh, really? Uh, but the director, he's the writer of all the Insidious movies, and he directed the third one. Um, but his next movie is The Wolfman with Ryan Gosling. What? Yeah. I'm oh. stoked. And when you see The Invisible Man, it'll give you hope for like, yeah, it's great. Like, I think you'll really like The Invisible okay, cool. Man. Good to know. Yeah, it's, it's great. Um, cool. Well, do you want me to, can you just sit and listen to me talk about two movies that I saw recently? Um, Okay, uh, two of these are they're two of my favorite horror movies of the year so far. Two heavy hitters, so I'm going to drop them now. I saw Candyman. Then, oh my god, I was going to say, like, yeah. we were, I can't remember what we were watching, but I was in the theater. I think we went to go see Free Guy, which is actually really I fun. heard it's really good, yeah. yeah. Really fun. So the trailer comes on, and I'm like, it's not. It's fucking not. Yeah. And as it's going, I'm like getting like increasingly more excited. I've only seen that movie once. Yeah, the original. Yeah. 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 It was great, though. It, it's like yeah. Candyman, and I was like, oh, like audibly out loud. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. And I was yeah. Like, super excited. So no. I'm so glad it's good. Yeah. yeah. I uh, I love this new Candyman. So, yeah, it's starring Yaya Abdul Mateen II, Tayana Paris, Nathan Stewart Jarrett, and it was written by Jordan Peele, Wynne Rosenfeld, and Nia DaCosta, directed by Nia DaCosta. Uh, yeah, like this thing, it's just like it's a really loving continuation of the original. So I wasn't sure what to expect going in in terms of like, is this a remake or a reboot or a sequel? And it's like a bit of all of those things. And uh, like you saw Get Out and Us, correct? Like the yeah. Jordan Peele movies. Yeah. Were you a fan of those ones? I love them. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't see Us for a really long time. And then I watched it and I was like mad at myself that I hadn't watched it. Yeah, I really like Us. Um, but yeah, it's just like, it's a really good continuation of Bernard Rose's film. Um, it's like not perfect, but I think it's better than any Candyman remake sequel could have been. Uh, I was, I saw it in, in Vancouver with, uh, my friend Nick, we went to it and we both were just like pretty blown away by it. Uh, there's definitely like some issues with it. Like, I don't know. I actually, I'm not going to say issues. I can just, people are nitpicking this thing really fucking hard right now. Same with the next one I'm going to talk about. Uh, but I just don't understand what people could be bitching about at this point. Like it's very socially conscious and like you remember the original Candyman, they had like, it was so heavily set in like the projects and the ghetto and everything. They tie it in so well with the original. I'm not going to spoil anything for people who haven't seen it, but you can rent it now. It's, it's available now. Uh, same with the other one that I'm going to talk about, but yeah, it's just like, uh, I just think people need to stop bitching about things being socially conscious because horror movies have always been that way it's always been that way and it's just so just so happens that we're in the middle of like we went through all the black lives matter thing you know it's like it's a basically an all-out race war between police and like people of color and they of course are going to touch on that like or you'd be fucking insane to be doing a Candyman movie in 2021 and not be doing that well and also like if they didn't bring it up then people would be pissed exactly there's certain people that are just going to bitch no matter what and i think people are getting mad like i saw one review saying that it felt like someone was waving their finger at like all white people throughout the movie and i'm just like no but also shame on you for being white like yeah, exactly. you stu- we we suck like our historically white people fucking blow and let's like let some people share their sides of the story that we have never gotten to hear or like we they've been repressed for so long yeah like Bo Burnham's like can you just shut, shut the, the fuck, fuck up, up. yeah yeah like oh my god second. I love that yeah that's what I was thinking about what during that Candyman uh the review that I read just shut the fuck up yeah. <laughs> um but yeah I just I was fully engaged the whole time favorite like one of my favorite parts about it though is the score like the score is um really really creepy and it pays homage to like the original like there's certain like musical cues that like trigger memories of the original and i just love that 
Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I feel like I need a sequel. This needs this needs more. We need more Candyman. I'm so happy to have Candyman back. And the only thing I'm going to say without spoiling anything, I felt like standing up and cheering at the end. Like I was, I was so excited by the ending. Um, there is like, there's times where they break their own rules a little bit, but it's a fucking horror movie. So shut the hell up. And I'm also guilty of that. There was a while where I was like really nitpicky about certain things. And I always get shit on about like a quiet place. Like it always bugged me how it's like, they can't make any sound, but they have lights everywhere. Like where's the fucking generator? Like that. But that's also, I should wedge you myself for thinking that it's a movie. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but there's, I don't know. I just think this Candyman, I, I really loved it. So I highly recommend going and checking it out. Uh, so that's my thumbs up review of Candyman. And next up, before we get into our Insidious, uh, qua, the, the, the series, we're going to do all four Insidious oh movies. God. James Wan, director of the first two, released a new film called Malignant. Everyone's talking about it right now. Film Twitter is the most toxic place on earth. I've been trying to get away from it, uh, especially with Malignant. Like, it seems like people are so divisive about this thing, and I 100% get why. I am so curious to hear what you're going to think of it. I think you should watch it ASAP, uh, because this movie's fucking insane. Like, it is just bonkers. This is what happens when a guy makes Aquaman and Furious 7 and then goes back to making horror. It is so balls to the wall fucking crazy. And like it starts out where like I feel like within the first 10 minutes, it sets the tone of like, okay, don't take this too seriously. Like just have some fun with it. It's goofy. It's so over the top. Like it is so it's the most over the top horror movie I've seen on a big screen in a long time. And as someone who goes to every uh, Saskatoon Fantastic Film Festival screening you usually need to go see like the ones from other countries where they get this wild uh, but that's why like there is a lot of exposition like there's going to be lots of times where it might seem annoying to you know seasoned horror buffs and people who like don't need exposition for everything this story is so fucking crazy that they had no choice but to do that like it's like how people already don't know what's going on they need to spoon feed this to you and so I give them a pass for that but my jaw was on the floor the last like 20 minutes of the movie is it's absolutely absurd. It's insane. I love it. I think it's like uh, a big, it pays tribute to like Italian horror movies from the seventies and eighties, which I'm a big fan of those. And then also like, there's some really weird, like, uh, do you remember, did we watch basket case together? It's on my list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, yeah, you and Jesse. Jesse. Yeah, it's Jesse. Love yeah. And that was one of the ones where you're just along for the ride. Yeah. I think no. we drank a lot to that. We one did. Yeah, we so did. That's kind of what it deserves. But there's like there's moments in that movie of Malignant where I was like, is this a basket case homage? Like, oh boy, okay. I remember because that was the most expensive. Like, I came home and you never told me to stop buying movies or to re- like don't replace my movies that I already have on DVD and Blu-ray. You were like, hey, it makes them happy. Go do it. But I remember I came home and I bought Basket Case and it was like $50. <laughs> and then we it was on Blu-ray and we watched it and it's like it looks like a way worse than a DVD. <laughs> it's just like when you like, you know, try and blow up a JPEG. It's just yeah, like, that's know, exactly. Yeah. You're like, oh, right, of course this is going to look like dog shit. Yeah, no, totally. And uh, yeah, I don't know. There's certain moments of this that reminded me of uh, the House of Wax remake. Which, with, like, Paris Hilton. Do you remember that one? Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, we watched that one quite a bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one's great. And then also Black Xmas. Do you remember Black, like, the remake to Black Christmas that was really, really, really bad? I, I 
I don't remember the original, but I don't remember the. I think you might have made me turn the remake off because it's like it's so fucking gross and stupid and it's terrible. But I actually I've grown to kind of like it because like the killer has like jaundice and he looks like Homer Simpson, like he's got he's yellow. He looks like that yellow bastard from like Sin City. Yeah. Like, oh, it's a bad movie, but it's bananas. But there is moments of this where I was like, it kind of has some Black Xmas vibes. So, uh, respect. Yeah, I, I loved it. I really can't wait for you to watch it in particular because I want to hear your thoughts. Because <laughs> there's, oh my God, there are moments in that movie where I'm like, I cannot believe this is like a mainstream movie. Because it is. And that's what, the other thing that I love about it, though. Like, lots of people are like, it's become popular to shit on these insidious and conjuring movies because they're the most popular horror franchises out there for good reason. They're really good movies. Uh, but James Wan, like he's a guy who we've been following him since the beginning with like he did. The only movie he did that I didn't like was Dead Silence. Do you remember that doll movie with Donnie Wahlberg? Vaguely. Yeah, I think we both we didn't like it. Like, I it's, just it's a piece because, of dog shit. Yeah, I've been out for a bit and I remember going to the like movie store and it's memorable because of the case. Like it's it looks like slappy. Yeah. That's it. That's really all I remember. Okay. Well, yeah, that's uh, those are my two reviews for the week. So that's two movies that I highly recommend getting out to see. Uh, obviously, though, since we're still in the middle of pandemic and uh, what well, felt like we were nearing the end, but we just got some new rules, mandates uh, passed yesterday, which I am thrilled about. I cannot believe Saskatoon is doing the or Saskatchewan's doing the vaccination proof card. Like I love that. Oh my god! Like I'm, I'm just like just walk around and start stabbing people. I know. Yeah. Just or, on the off chance that they're unvaccinated, just like stick them in the arm. You, you know, um, like in Jumanji, the the guy has like that. Bl- <laughs> <laughs> like that's what people should be doing: hiding in bushes and shooting people in the neck with 100%. Pfizer. <laughs> but. Uh, Okay, well, do you want to talk about some insidious movies? Let's fucking get into it. All right, we'll be right back. Uh- the Saskatchewan Podcast Network is supported by Direct West. Is marketing getting in the way of running your business? Things like updating your Google listing, thinking of a headline for a billboard, or making sure your website is in good shape? That's where Direct West comes in. You can get local expert marketing help for your business at directwest.com. Okay, let's dig into this insidious four-part series. So there's four films out at this point. I actually should have checked. I like. I wouldn't be surprised if there's another one in the works. Uh, I hope not, but I don't know. Like they, the way that they ended it was. Yep, there's another one. The Dark Realm. The Dark Realm. Yeah, Lynn Shay's back. Oh, same director as four. Um, yeah. Who wrote it though? Because like. If Lee Winnell is a part of it. He's not. This will be the first one that he's not a part of, I guess. This one will probably also be the first one I don't watch. Yeah. Yeah, so it's... I didn't even know this was happening, but Insidious the Dark Realm. It's supposed to... Oh, release date, November 11th, 2021. Yeah. It's right around the corner, isn't it? So it's almost like we planned it and didn't reveal that we didn't even know that this was happening on air. But, uh, all right, let's start off with the original. Let's go. November 11th, that's from the first day, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, not that it matters. No. All right, Insidious from 2010, which was written by Lee Winnell and directed by James Wan, the team behind, uh, I guess they did, like, all those movies together, Dead Silence, Saw, 
Um, but yeah, Lee Winnell went on to direct the third one, which we will get to, but let's focus on this one first. So the synopsis for people who haven't seen it, uh, a family looks to prevent evil spirits from trapping their comatose child in the realm called the further. Uh, so it's starring Patrick Wilson, Rose Byrne, Ty, Ty Simpkins, Lynn Shea, uh, Lee Winnell and, uh, Barbara Hershey. Do you remember the entity? The rape uh, ghost movie. It was like a ghost. Like I remember that one really bothered you. Entity. Yeah. Oh, maybe that one is in like the repression. Yeah, because I remember that. Actually, I remember that one upsetting you because like it's a super upsetting movie, but it's really good. Uh, but Barbara Hershey, she plays um, Patrick Wilson's mom in this. But and James Wan, I think he owns the rights for it. He was gonna remake it, but uh, yeah, I don't know if that's still happening. Okay, but I'm gonna go ahead and put it on my list. Okay, so let's get into this. So before we really dive into these movies, let's just say uh, I think it's safe to say I know your thoughts on three of them at the very least because we saw the first three together in the theater. I don't know your thoughts on the fourth one, The Last Key, yet. I think that's what it's called. Uh, What about the Insidious franchise makes you a fan of it? It's just so fucking fun. That's exactly it. You know, like you just basically, you know, like you'll watch it and you just lay back and let it fuck yeah it's like if you try to apply any sort of logic to this like i've had arguments with people who don't like these movies idiots why are you trying to apply logic to something like this yeah it's a ghost world like (laughs) just like the kid you know like astral projects which is i mean i don't know what you subscribe to but like there are people on this planet that think that's a real thing yeah. and it happens too and whatever and it makes for good stories 100 and the fact that like you know they take it and they're just like okay there's this ghost world that he goes to and then there's like demons trying to get into his body like, yeah Fuck yeah yeah Ooh. exactly like want to watch something like that yeah so pretty much ditto i i entirely agree like they're they're so much fun i feel like at the third one they become a little less fun and more serious yeah uh but the first two regardless like i think this first one is I'm going to say it. I got flack for saying it about the exorcism of Emily Rose, but I say it's a modern masterpiece. Like, I think, like, Insidious is going to be, like, it's going to be a movie that everyone everyone is going to remember for a long time. Like, uh, not that I'm going to have kids, but if I did, my kids would watch it and, you know, it'd be passed down generations. Like, I feel like this is, like, our generation's poltergeist. I mean, you might have kids somewhere. Don't. They might don't. Come on your don't, don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I remember when we, we went to this movie not knowing much about it. We just went to every single movie together. Like, it didn't matter. We saw Green Lantern in the theater. So that should tell you we watch everything. Cowboys versus Aliens. Like, we watched some bad movies in the theater. Um, but yeah, like, I still remember us looking at each other when the violin stingers come in at the beginning and the screen comes up. And it's another one of those situations where it's like, what the fuck are we in for here? And it just steadily ramps up and ramps up and gets crazier and crazier. And I remember, and I still stand by this, I'm on board for this movie beginning to end. I love how it starts out kind of just really dark and scary, and then it goes into kind of an otherworldly area, which I know where a lot of people fell off, like, as soon as they go into, like, the further. But I think that side of the story is so interesting, and it's so fun, and it looks cool, and, like, yeah, the demon looks a little bit like Darth Maul, but I think that... Don't even come at me with that. I know, but it, it takes so much, like, it's like, yeah, he's a, got a red and black face. It's also like he's a scorched person with blood on his face is what it's supposed to be. Well, I thought it was, I read something where it was like 
his he was a man at one point who he puts lipstick on like because remember when that's they in the second one his, yeah they go yeah. into his like lair i guess yeah. or whatever and he's like sitting at he was a performer of some kind and he's sitting in a mirror and he's like doing his makeup or whatever so that's supposed to be yeah oh right yeah he's because he's lips lipstick lipstick face demon and he's played by joseph bashara who oh i didn't even mention this about malignant malignant has it's also scored by joseph joseph bashara who did the first three no he did all four of these insidious movies his score for malignant is the best thing he's ever done like it's time out he did he was the demon he was the demon and he scored it yeah he does the lipstick face demon yeah exactly he's he's a weirdo and like i love what he does though and yeah there's just so many moments in this movie that's just like it's like a haunted house thrill ride in the theater it's like this is the very definition of fun horror yeah like for the first and second for sure and the second one definitely feels like that kind of like he's walking through and there's all these kind of seemingly plastic people standing everywhere and then all of a sudden there's that little like pick of like whatever yeah piccolo shit that is yeah yeah whatever, whatever instrument that is and then they move like, it's so good and you're just like oh that's so yeah. creepy and unsettling and you know you hit the nail on the head with it's just there's so many iconic moments yeah and right off the bat that insidious with those stingers oh, yeah God, like that as my ringtone for my mother for a while <laughs> I remember you had Imperial Death March. <laughs> yeah, but I just, even to this day, and actually that's one thing that I made a mental note of today when I was watching the fourth one. They don't have that. Yeah, like, no, the fourth one's really missing it. Take yeah. that out. I thought for sure, like, I thought maybe, like, it was going to go through, like, the credits and stuff, and then it was going to, even at the end or something like yeah. that, they missed it, which really is... I mean, you lose the feel of the franchise by doing that. I mean, that's exactly it. You start because usually with horror movies, like you know, there there's that joke in the office with Erin that she likes watching horror movies with Gabe only for like the like funny the first twenty minutes. Yeah, because when the family's happy, whatever. Because you start off a movie thinking like, okay, this, these people have their shit together, and then things start to get wild. But with Insidious, you start that movie fucking uneasy. Dark, yeah. Already, you're yeah. Something's, something's gonna happen. No, I totally agree. And, like, it's just, it's elevated so much because of the performances, too. Like, Patrick Wilson and Rose Byrne, they're so believable. Like, it's kind of hard to, I can understand having Patrick Wilson in both Conjuring and Insidious, and they're both similar in ways. Uh, but I do think that they're different enough. Like, this Insidi- Insidious is way more bonkers uh, than The Conjuring, at least how The Conjuring started. And, uh, like, I love Rose Byrne, major crush, major crush. Yeah, and she's so, so good in this. And you just, like, you feel for the family. Like, that's what makes it, like, it's fun and it's actually scary, but you care about who you're watching. Like, you're rooting for them. And, like, that, that's the best part about these Insidious movies for me is that the main characters are so goddamn likable. Like, yeah, there's, really. there's, I don't know how you can be against any of them. And, like, Dalton, you feel bad for him and... Uh, yeah, it's, it's creepy as hell. The, the bedroom scene with the, the lipstick man standing in the corner. Like, I remember, like, there's just iconic moment after iconic moment in this movie. Like that one that, uh, I just, I think it's just everything about it is just so unique. There's because even the, um, the scenes where she is, you know, doing her seance. She has the gas mask on and he's listening to it and writing down everything that she says or like drawing or it's just, it's so creepy just everything about it is just so creepy but it's almost like it's in your face but it's also sure and just the way that everything was thought out was especially by the second one like you you it really comes together but uh 
yeah like the this first one it's just such a tight little horror movie that's just like it's relentless it's non-stop and i feel like it never it doesn't delve into like the campy side of things until when they do go into the further and i don't even think they go really that campy other than him you know running along the walls and shit but it's still like it's a genuinely scary movie like i remember us leaving this movie being creeped out well again like we went into it and we were like you know our guards were down i don't know what this is going to be like whatever and I legitimately remember going home being like, I am, you know, you, you get that eerie feeling after yeah. watching horror movies. That was kind of gone for me for a while because we watched so, so many. many yeah. Nothing really got to me. And then for whatever reason, yeah. I remember specifically the night of, or maybe it was a couple nights later, even waking up in the middle of the night to pee. And I'm just like, I don't want to fucking get it. Yeah. Like, God damn it. The house is all dark and shit. Like, yeah. because as, as soon as I opened my goddamn eyes, it was just like. He's just in the corner. Like, yeah. Freaky ass hands. And shit. That or the cradle, the the baby cradle yeah. with them standing behind like yeah. that. I remember that like we saw this and that, I still remember that it was like a sold out theater. I, I remember exactly where we were for all three, the first three and the the first one it was like gasps like at one after another like it was just working on people and i know there's so many people who don't like jump scares and i understand that but i feel like this is like a movie that justifies jump scares it also is like jump scare the movie that's what this franchise built off of but that's also what going into a haunt is like like you know like that's a part of horror like people who say they don't like jump scares like there's a lot of different things you can like in horror but if you really hate jump scares i don't know how you can be like a a hardcore horror fan because like they're so ingrained like the difference is this one is just loaded front to back with them well and what i love about it too and they did it in this first one and they did it in the fourth one was there's that scene where they're looking they're in the kitchen in the middle of like it's daylight yeah right? and she's looking at patrick wilson she looks away for one fucking second, and then she looks back and it's right yeah right there him, right? yeah and it's that boom and everybody's like what the fuck and she freaks out and whatever i remember after that movie came out i, I think i was on reddit or something like that and there was a picture of that the demon behind patrick. people were talking about it or whatever one of the comments was like you know i just happen to be scratching my balls at this point. <laughs> oh my god i almost tore my scrotum <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah like these ones like they still work even i remember seeing the last key i there's a couple parts like a suitcase part that like really fucking got me in the theater yeah i actually started laughing because he's baiting you yeah like she opens the suitcase and it's covering just behind that tunnel and she closes it and there's nothing and she does it fucking again and then she looks behind her there's nothing and you're just like god yeah they keep it going yeah you know, and that's what I loved about them is just like when you think you're going to be scared, you're holding your breath yeah. and then you eventually you're holding your breath for too long. Yeah. You run out. You're like, yeah, I got to breathe. And then the scare happens. Yeah. Go, and it's just like, there it is. Yeah. I was not expecting that thing to fucking no. come out of the suitcase. Yeah. Um, no, it's like James Wan is like the he can teach a human clinic on jump scares and just scares in general like even just creepy things like he really shows his like creepy side of stuff in uh the conjuring i feel like the original conjuring still one of my favorite movies like that's like a such a great film but uh this insidious it's just like it's relentless it's non-stop it really is they all are actually and you're right like the the second one got a little goofy but i think it was a lot more fun you could tell he had lots of fun writing it and then the third one comes along and it comes down like more into the dark parts of things. Yeah. I was thinking about it, honestly, I think for that one, there are a lot of jump scares. Um, 
but the one that hit me the most was actually when she gets hit by that fucking car. Oh, yeah. yeah there's nothing better than seeing someone get yeeted oh, by a car. <laughs> like, <'cause> like, <laughs> it, You're not expecting yeah. it at all, right? And I, I remember we went to that one thinking that it was going to suck because it was just like, oh, James Wan's not doing this one. And like the trailer looked kind of lackluster. And uh, I'm not going to lie, like it's close to my favorite one, the third one. I love that third one. And it's so... It's so different from the first couple because it really focuses on Lin Shay and like the further and like how dark and creepy and gross it is and how like there's just no hope. It's like literal hell. And that's what I really like about the third one. And it's like it's so emotional and all of those emotions work for me. Definitely. Like so we'll, we'll, we'll jump back to that one a little bit. Let's talk about the second one, though, because like, yeah, we went to that one and. I remember thinking it was like, oh man, they are going to drop the ball. They're dropping the ball hard, like the first little bit. Cause it's just not like it, it really took the camp through the roof and it started just being goofy. But looking back on it, it's probably the most entertaining one to watch again. Cause there's so much, they, like there's so much world building stuffed into that movie. Yeah. And it feels like he had that all, he had to have had that planned out in the first one. Well, cause there's so many line throughs, right? And I mean, that's actually what's impressive about actually like the whole series is like, everything does tie back like yeah. all the the timelines all make sense like it's just you know jumping back and forth between like oh this is when it's you know the third one is after right? yeah i know the first the third one's a prequel it, it's a prequel this one is also a pre the yeah it's also a prequel okay good yes no that's right so but i mean even then it's just like just you know she plays it so perfectly like through the entire she's exactly the same and i even like the casting for the second one you know for when patrick wilson's character was a little boy yeah the mom and like the person that oh yeah jocelyn donahue yeah she's like so good babe, right? yeah oh yeah that's a girl from uh, the house of the devil do you remember that one? oh you hated that one because it was just her dancing around the house yeah, like, this is the dumbest <laughs> shit ever I mean, yeah. Um, you should watch it again. I love, again, yeah, I say, love that movie. Yeah, because um, I think there's probably little nuances in there. Yeah, that were, were lost on me at the time. I just remember you and I watching that, and my mom walked in right at the blood orgy. There's like nothing happens in this entire movie, <laughs> and then there's like someone being sacrificed. There's blood everywhere. The people are well, fucking. Yeah, really <laughs> yeah. <it's, laughs> oh my god. We <laughs> were like 24. Yeah. <laughs> hey um <laughs> she was living with us okay? yeah, it's true it's true but yeah then the second one yeah you were mentioning the opening like that was the one thing that caught me off guard and now i'm all for it like watching it again like i felt like i was so becoming so critical back in those days and like especially at the beginning of the terror table like i don't even want to hear the first 50 episodes of this because i was just so like i know what i like and i know what i don't like but the thing is like now there's a lot of things that i used to nitpick about that i see as positives like, I come around on them, and I understand the the decisions that they made. Like, the woman who plays young Lin Shay and, like, young Elise, or, yeah, it's in the second one where she's talking to the mom, and it's her voice coming out. Yes. Like, I made a note about that, actually, when I was watching it, and I was, like, really trying to think, like, did they need to do this? But they kind of did. Yeah. I know it did. It, it, I think at first when we watched that, I was, like... It caught me off guard, and I didn't like it. Yeah, because I was, like, it's not necessary. It's so stupid. Like, you know this is Elise, but at the yeah. same time, she is so effective in her portrayal of a medium that is, like, just it's so incredibly empathetic yeah. and strong. This is the role she was born to play, yeah. and it yeah. came so far down in her career. Like, she was in the original Nightmare on Elm Street, and, like, yeah. like her brother... Uh, was the one Bob Shea he's the one who put out all those Nightmare on Elm Street movies he's the owner of New Line Cinemas and he would make deals with Wes Craven be like 
he would get him a, a bigger budget if he put his sister in movies and stuff. Really? Now look at her. Like, she is the Insidious franchise. Well, and what I love, I was thinking about it, because in, in uh, Chapter 4, she's, like, pretty fucking old. Yeah, but, but like, she's still once. got the balls. Like, yeah, she's yeah. a badass like, still. Not once, or you just, like, I laughed really hard when in that tunnel scene, specifically, yeah. and she's with uh, Tucker. And she's like, someone's got to go get it. Like, it's, it's yeah. <laughs> the uh, suitcase is at the end of the tunnel or whatever. And she's like, well, someone's got to, we, we have to go grab that or something like that. He's like, stand back. And he pulls the flashlight out of his pocket, gives it to her. And he's like, okay, go ahead. <laughs> he needs any fucking help. I need any fucking help. She's like a strong ass, regardless of like in her 60s or whatever it is. Like, I just, I love her. And the fact that they, or she was able to portray an older woman who was like, walking around in this haunted ass house and calling out ghosts and yeah. demons and shit and you totally Do, yeah them. doing it in a badass way like there's so many times where like the writing is corny because these are made for mainstream audiences yeah. like this isn't the you know german snuff movies that we watch <laughs> like it's like this is meant like you know lots of people aren't conditioned for this stuff so it i i give them a big pass especially in the insidious franchise for like explaining certain things yeah. Um, but it clearly they don't explain it well enough because there's so many fucking dumbasses out there who just shit on these movies. Well, again, and I every time someone talks to me about not liking and liking Insidious or having issues with it or whatever, and I'm like, that's fine. You yep. can have your opinion, but again, you're wrong. You're not wrong. Like you're so wrong. It's just like, like again, go watch it and just take down all of your bullshit. And just fucking watch it for what it is, which is just like a fun-ass, yeah. like, demon movie, you know? Yeah, I, I just, I don't understand how you, like, if you're a fan of haunted house movies, like, these are some of the best, like, they're haunted people movies, basically. But, like, yeah. they play out, like, fun house rides, and totally. that's what I love about them. They're That's why they're so rewatchable. Like, we did these movies, like, I think we, like, together we had watched Insidious 1 and 2, like, fuck, I would go on, say, 10 times. It's been, yeah, to the point where... <laughs> You know, when you asked me to do this, it was a couple months ago, but, I mean, I didn't feel like I really needed to watch no, the yeah. first two. Um, and even, like I, I mentioned to you, I was like, I watched the third one, but I don't even really feel like I needed to watch it. There was little things that I forgot about, but, um, yeah, they're just like, so I'm pretty sure they make up, like, at least, like, 2% of my personality at this point. It's like, yeah. a lot of it is just so... Ingrained in you. In me that, yeah, watch them again just for funsies. Yeah, totally. So we're both huge fans of the original. Uh, closing up chapter two. That was one where when we saw it in the theater, I remember I was going back and forth the whole time. Like, do I hate this or do I love it? Do I hate it? Do I love it? And then it kind of ended up in like the middle for me. Like when I saw the last key, I actually would say that I liked chapter two the least out of all of them. Yeah. But going back, like I feel like chapter two jumped up in my books i just like all of them like i'm a fan of all of these movies that's the thing and it's just like as you watch them and you think back to them it does it's like a race in my brain and like a never-ending race of like oh now i like this one a little bit now I like and that's a good problem to have i do that with like every time i die albums like i'm like oh now this is my favorite album or like protest the hero it's like yeah. you're you always change what your what your favorite album is um but yeah that's it's kind of like you discovered different songs that you're like, oh, I didn't love this one as much when it came out. Like, you know, I'm sure you do the same with Ghost. We're both huge Ghost fans. And uh, that's what these movies are like. There's just moments in them. Like, there's the scare in the second one where they're talking through those, like, cans with the string. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. And, like, it's not it's not inventing anything, but it's doing it so fucking well. Yeah. Like, it's taking all of these things that James Wan clearly, like, grew up being into. Same with Lee Winnell, like... They clearly like know what scared them as kids or, you know, young adults and 
they just make they put their own spin on it and that's why they're so successful yeah and you can totally tell like you watch those movies and you're like fuck man like these guys had so much fun making these totally yeah this was one of the yeah like especially like going back to two it's like that would be so much fun to be on the set for two because they go so grand with everything like there's so many ghosts in that one or like so many demons from the further and um like they're a little uh what's the word predictable to an extent but it's the way that he tricks you like we were talking before like he he knows how to subvert like yeah you know this is going to coming but you don't know exactly how it's going to come or when or even just like the little twist on um in the second one where the woman in black is actually a dude yeah the mom is super crazy yeah that it's and so sad that all the time yeah like, don't you dare yeah yeah <laughs> for fuck's sake yeah <laughs> You'd come out of the bathroom, don't you dare! Because <laughs> that, yeah, that one got us hard. Uh, and slap people around the whole time. I'm pretty sure my hands flew. That was there was one movie. I'm pretty sure it was that one where my hands went up. <laughs> and I'm like a guy, like I'm so desensitized to all of it. But this is a different kind of like sensory overload because it's just them trying to fuck with you the whole time. And uh, I can understand why some people wouldn't get a thrill out of this, but it's so much fun. Like, so much fun. Yeah, I think so, too. So, yeah, I love the second one as well. Now, like, do you have a ranking? We, yeah. c- we can share it once, because we, we haven't even talked really about four. I want to spend a little bit more time on three, then we'll get to four, then let's do a ranking. Okay. But, yeah, so three. This was the one that was, like, it's destined to be less popular because it wasn't James Wan. Lee Winnell was directing this one. Uh, there's no Patrick Wilson, Rose Byrne. Like, we're going back. Like, it seems like you either have a prequel or you send them to space. <laughs> <laughs> so... I actually want Insidious 5 in space. That would be That'd pretty be cool. Yeah, it's like Event Horizon. Oh, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, like this one, it's like it pulls the dial so far back. It's such a like I feel like the only thing that makes this really an Insidious movie is the spirit because of Lin Shay and Tucks and Specker. Mm-hmm. Or, well, Specs and Tucker, which are both characters that I love. And they're ones who like there's always those comedic relief like characters in movies and i know that like sometimes it can really destroy a movie but they're so fucking good in all these ones specifically three i think that they're really good in that one because it it's so heavy like watching that one i watched it again last night and uh for a while i would say that the third one's my favorite and i'd say it's just like one and three are like tied for me and that's such an unpopular opinion but i i think it's genuinely just like it's bleak it's disturbing it's so much there's far less ghosts way more Lin Shay. It starts becoming Lin Shay's story. Or sorry, Elise, I should start saying. And like like you had mentioned before, the seance scenes. Yep. That seance scene, well, I was welling up. <laughs> I was like, well, and like, that is actually something that I realized I hadn't really seen, is like the dice. Like, yeah. really cool. Oh yeah, the dice in the second one, I love where he's like, what, what is Parker Crane holding behind his back? And then oh, he rolls yes. it and it's like a knife. Yep. Oh, like that's just fucking I don't know how you can not have fun with that yeah I love that shit and I actually when I was watching it I was making notes and one of my notes is um, I mean obviously all your shit's packed up right now but I was thinking like I'm actually surprised that this room didn't look more like her seance room I think at some point at one point it probably (laughs) yeah no it did uh definitely our old podcast room did um but yeah I love that that seance room like in both uh is there a seance in the second one I don't remember. I don't think there's 
I don't even remember. Because some of them, like, that's the that's the great thing. And also... They kind of blend together a bit. They, like, they blend together quite a bit. Like, that's the coolest part about too. Like, that's where I really went on board for it is when they're running around the house and you see like, Patrick Wilson's character in the further and he's the one making the noises, yeah. slamming on the door. Yeah. And it's like, that just... At, like, I got chills just thinking about it because I'm like, that's just really clever writing. Yeah. And, like, how they were able to... Like, for all we know, he probably came up with all that not knowing that they were going to be able to do a sequel. Yeah, so totally. it's really impressive that you'd be able to take a story that you already wrote that's so like tight and cohesive. And then it's like, it runs the risk of becoming convoluted where it's like, there's way too much going on, which there's so much going on in Insidious 2. But that's like, we already have the first one. So let's yeah. go with a little bit more wacky. Yeah. It's kind of like Amityville 2. Did you ever watch the Amityville horror 2? Uh, it gets really rapey and incesty. <laughs> but yeah, that's maybe not yeah maybe not I it's a polter know. yeah poltergeist too like they just notoriously haunted house movies get way wackier in the second one they ha- well i mean because you can't they're already like at a nine or a ten yeah and so well, that's what like you touched on it a little bit already but that's what i loved about because you can't talk to no so where do you go from two you gotta come back down exactly and you know that they gave him less of a budget because it wasn't james wan directing it yeah because so basically it has like Sets, yeah, yeah, it's a small apartment per bedroom. The apartment, and then the further, which is still technically in the apartment, yeah. And then there's a brief scene where she's at the uh theater, and that's when she gets she say yeeted, (laughs) she gets yeeted out of there (laughs) because oh, yeah, yeah. And I just think every single movie, and as much as so, like number three and number four kind of have very similar feels to it. Oh, yeah, he kind of did the same thing where it was like number three was dark and very you know it kind of like sucks the air to the room a little bit with like the the tone four four is like so fucking dark it is very dark but it is like a more fun spin on it yeah a little bit like yeah keys and like yeah a little bit less you know they're they're all supernatural movies but it's a little bit less like demonic and it's a little bit more like fun in kind of a fucked up way yeah i think they do i think they knew that they needed to go back to that uh to like a little bit more of the fun side of things but what i was getting to is that yeah when we saw the third one i remember everyone was like so annoying in the theater and that's like you hated going to the movie theater and i've like if any of my massage clients hear this they will back me up on this i say this to people all the time i swear to god like some sort of witch put a curse on me as a baby and my curse is if i choose the tickets i hated going to movies because of this because it like without fail sitting next to a dumbass horror movie or this happens in movies this happens in sporting events this happens at concerts if i buy the tickets or pick the seats or even like pick a line at the fucking grocery store 100 percent of the time i will sit beside someone who smells (laughs) who i had one girl i think we were watching pacific rim like oh yeah she was a humongous human being ate the whole time with her mouth open yeah but she with her mouth closed and then i swear to god i don't know if you remember this but she ripped the bag of popcorn open and (laughs) yes i do remember that like are you fucking kidding yeah like that i think that was when i was just like i'm never doing this again happens to me all the time so thank god for netflix yeah watch like i love the theater experience and i love now with like landmark oh yeah you have like and honestly like let's keep social distancing oh god i wish like Like, yeah here for it because you're just like 
I went to the movie theater a couple, you know, months ago when it opened up, and it was like you pick your spot, and then all six of them around. Yeah, you, that was amazing. Nobody can see yeah. it, and you're like, oh my god, this is what I've been missing my entire Yeah, life. what they need to do is they need to get, like, you know, arena-style buildings, which obviously would be very expensive, and have, like, little pods. Like, that would be... I mean, realistically, like, now that's, like, my living room. Uh, I have an 85-inch TV. Okay, flex, flex once again. Yeah. wires or anything like that. It's, oh. like, it's so fantastic, but... Um, I mean, there is something to be said about the theater experience, but yes, as you were saying, they were really, yeah, they were bad at the beginning, but I remember everyone kind of getting on board. And then I remember the like theater getting kind of weepy near the end. Like it's, it really works. Like I think that the third one works really well. And even though you see it coming a mile away, when you know that she talks about how her mom passed away and everything, you're like, okay, when's the mom going to show up? And, but it's like, it works so well. Like it's when she does show up, we have some help or or I had some help. And it's just like, it's heartwarming. And that's, I like when these movies are so relentless and then they end on like a heartwarming, like, see, family is what it's all about. <laughs> and like, and, and then they close it off with always a jump scare. Yeah. Always. You can't. Yeah. That was what I loved about the second one too. Or maybe it was the first. No, it was the first one where she takes his picture. And yeah. Still... Oh, it's so good. Yeah. 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 It's so fantastic. No, I love it. And like, I thought like the man who doesn't breathe, like I really liked him as like a demon, a character. Yeah, and you can't breathe. You yeah. So like, you just you wanted to stay away from him for so many reasons, but just the fact that he just like oozed. And when he takes out, when they take off his, uh, his little bre- like breathing mask and he, his mouth just looks like a deformed flashlight. <laughs> it's, it's all gross and like, mm. <laughs> yeah. uh, but then there's yeah that's that that one scare like that's the thing though is like Lee Winnell had huge shoes to fill like obviously he's been sitting in front row watching James Wan construct the scares and everything I'm sure he helped him in a lot of ways but the one where the camera goes like above the window and then back inside and then about it's like it's so cool and it works so well and I just yeah I love I love that so I'm a huge fan of the third one also the score is like like you said, even like the first two have the really bombastic, like loud, crazy stingers and everything like that. I love about Insidious, but I love how emotional the score gets with the story in the third one. And I just I think it really works. Like looking back on it again, I'm like, hasn't gone down in my books at all. Yeah, no, I and I was worried, honestly, like every time I revisit a, a horror movie that I love or a movie that you love. In yeah. General, there's always kind of that little bit of you that's like kind of scared. It's not gonna mm-hmm. be as good, right? Like I yeah. just rewatched super bad oh and it's never gonna not be amazing oh my god no way i didn't think so really it is good yeah i still think it's a classic it is and it's a classic and i enjoyed it and i'm not saying that it's like bad but i remember fucking losing my mind when you first watched that and same with this is the end we're kind of on a yeah 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 movies or whatever but when you watch those movies for the first time, you're hearing everything that they're saying for the first time. Right? Yeah. And so it's, like, so fucking funny. And then there was a little bit of that, like, predictability of knowing what they're going to say. appreciate it from a standpoint of just, like, that is such a funny line and I love it. But it's nowhere near as hilarious as it Yeah, so true. I did have that missing from it where I thought, like, my expectations were probably a little bit high going into it thinking, like, oh, I'm going to lose my mind laughing at this again yeah. and I didn't. So there's always a little bit of that. When also, you're, you're not a teenager anymore. That's because like that, like the thing that I loved so much about Superbad is those were my friends. Like yeah, that's totally. how like it's so realistic to like the time capsule of when I was in high school. It was those fucking kids. Yeah. So like that, I lo- have you watched Good Boys yet? We're off on another uh, tangent. No. 
it's like it's super bad both three young boys and i thought it was going to be dog shit and i laughed so hard really? i i loved it because i was like they remind me of like i think they're 12 years old and i was like my friends were talking exactly like this like yeah. saying like sexual innuendos that they have no idea what it means <laughs> that's what i loved about it too yeah uh, yeah the, the one kid oh like, yeah he's so good mom jokes yeah jokes and stuff like that and his friends were like dude come on yeah <laughs> 100%. Everybody had that one kid. That was, mm-hmm. again, call back to Justin Posnia. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. my kid. Yeah, he's, he's still that kid. He's our asshole. Yeah, yeah totally. exactly. But yeah, so I, again, I was worried um, watching them again. Not necessarily Insidious because I know that they're fantastic. But the third one I had only watched, a, like, I think once. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, probably um, the theater. Once or twice, maybe. And I, Theater and then the love faded. Yeah. It started slowly dying, <laughs> going into the further for deeper and deeper yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah so um but that didn't happen with any of them like no chapter four obviously i watched for the first time and i really enjoyed it and i don't think i'm gonna go back to it and be disappointed yeah you know so let, let's talk a little bit like let's get to that one so insidious chapter four the last key uh it starts off at the beginning of elisa's story and gr- she like grows up in an abusive household next to a prison that performed like lobotomies and executions her dad was one of the guards that would perform those uh, just like that's such a it's a haven for demonic activity so it's a really cool setting and like that's another thing like did did they have that planned did they know Lin Shay's better Lisa's backstory I love her backstory I think it adds so much levity to her as a character yeah. and this movie more than any of the other ones the best part about it is it just makes you fall deeper in love with her totally. like it's this one is 100% her movie yeah. like it's no one else and there's also like I was shocked by how many I thought I thought it looked like dog shit. And then when we went to it, I thought that was like there's so many twists that I didn't see coming. Oh my God. Like that's why I just watched it today. For yeah. the first time because I was like, I can't I'm not ready to love again. Yeah. You know? Like I'm just like, I don't know what I'm gonna do if I watch this and, and it sucks. Shit. Yeah. But I watched it and I was just like so happy and i was elated and i was smiling like a dumbass the whole time yeah talking to so heartfelt yeah and i'm just like this is why she's so fucking strong also like have you ever seen her? like i don't know what the actor's name is that plays her dad but have you ever seen oh. him in something where he's not an abusive no dog? he's always a dick yeah he's always a dick and he's always in yeah he was in uh oh yeah he was in those uh collector movies um, he's really good though. I, he's yeah. fantastic. And but he's such a good dick. Bit, like, a bit pigeonholed, I would say. Oh, yeah. he did end up being Josh like, Stewart. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to you, Josh Stewart. You play it really well. Yep. Um, oh, and The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, oh, he's one yes, He's one of right. the goons. Yeah, okay. So, kind of like a theme. Yeah. But he does end up, like his um, uh, further uh, soul, I guess. He gets a little bit more redeemed for how much yes. of a monster he was. So it's like, yeah. it's a really complex, like, idea and story behind it. I think the the concept is better than the execution. I think this one feels, like, dramatically cheaper than the other ones, but because it was. Mm-hmm. Like, the sets are, you know, not as elaborate, but they find the really cool, like, that tunnel is cool. Um, I love that it was right beside a, that asylum. And uh, all the, like, flashback scenes with, like, her thinking that she sees a ghost like every time she sees a ghost she gets punished and then she actually sees a real human being yeah. and thinks like that it chills right now i know like i don't know like i get like this one got annihilated by critics and like oh. horror fans hate it um i hope we have some listeners out there who like it because yeah I, I still give this one a pass it's definitely the weakest out of all of them i think but it's still good that's the thing is like 
in my brain, I guess maybe because it's fresh. It's right now it's at the forefront and it's absolutely like, it doesn't touch like one for me. Yeah. Thing. Um, I think I'll probably have to sit on it a little bit longer to see where it lands in between like two and three. I don't know, like three I really liked, but I don't know. I might like four a little bit more. Just yeah. It is a little bit more fun. Yeah, definitely. But it, I guess it depends on like where you are mentally when you watch it. Yeah. Right? So I yeah. watched it today. I was excited to come here and talk about it. So I'm like having so much fun again, like completely relieved that it wasn't a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I did. I loved when she's like in that you know, I guess like prison or whatever yeah. in the basement. She comes and she's trying to help this dude. And uh it's like the little moments where it's like, God damn it, Elise, just pick up the fucking key already. Yeah. There's like flashlight to the key and the flashlight to the thing. And then each They moment, do that a lot. It's like yeah. a little bit of like uh she moves a little bit. Oh, I like that, yeah. Like Tucker's like, that's a person. You're like, oh fuck. Yeah. And this guy comes in, it's like a whole other thing. Yeah. yeah, it's just I thought it was super cool. Tucker and Specs are very good in this one too. So, and, you know, Specs is Lee Winnell, right? Yes, yeah, yes, okay. of course. And there's that one, I think it's in the third one, where they briefly show their laptop, and it's Lee Winnell, uh, the guy who plays uh, Tucker, that whose name evades me. James Wan is sitting in the middle. Oh, yeah. Remember that? It's just yeah. like a brief moment yeah. of his laptop. And, and James Wan's at the beginning and the end in the theater. He's the guy auditioning her. Oh, no, that's in the third one, uh, where yeah. he's doing the auditions in the oh, theater. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. I love that kind of shit, like when they sneak in. And then what's it? Bruce Davison, who plays the guy who turns into that like sloppy, wet fucking tampon in X Men. <laughs> he's the guy who like turns into gel. Do you know what I'm talking about? But he's he plays Elise's brother. Oh yeah. But he's an X Men. He's the guy. Yeah. Like he's just gooey and yeah. But he's like him and Lin Shay. They look like they could be related, and like their interactions with each other are. They run the risk of seeming super corny, but I'm on board for it. Like, I, I find them, like, I, fu- I was invested. Like, I felt for her, like, mm-hmm. thinking about, like, how she left him. And he's like, you left me with a real monster. Like, you scared yeah. the shit out of me. I think there's some really good writing in it, honestly. Like, it's really heavy uh, in the right parts. But, yeah, it's definitely, it's a good blend between between the first two and the third one. Where it's, like, it's still pretty depraved, like it's hard watching a kid get beaten and like the kid's so good at acting that she was like her scream. Nothing impresses me more. This is maybe going to sound fucked up, but when kids, like how old is she in that movie? She would have been like probably 14. Yeah. Can't wait for you to hear the screams I got in my movie. I can't even imagine. (laughs) Um, Honestly, like that would be something that's kind of like, this is like podcasting. This is going to sound lame, but that's all I do is like listen to podcasts and watch movies and stuff like that. So this is actually super cool for me because you like get to do the thing. I'm so proud of you that you like started a podcast first and foremost because that was a big part of our, you know, universe for a long time. It was just like, you know, consuming media and everything. And then you just like go and fucking do it. Yeah. You can just do it. But everyone's like, you can't start a podcast. You're like, no, I can and I did. Yeah. Now you're going to like do the film thing and and you're going to fucking do it. Um, But being in a horror movie would be something that would be like so fucking fun yeah and it always blows me away when kids you yeah get them in that and it's like they just like her screaming and crying you were just and like no daddy yeah like screaming that and i'm just like it's so impressive yeah you know? and like just touching back on it i remember watching uh the guy that plays it god damn it there's like uh scars guard yeah 17 of them i can't remember which one bill yeah um he did a really interesting interview uh, on something, I can't remember, but 
there was the one scene where he was like screaming in this kid's face, just like screaming and drooling and you know saying all this wild shit to him. I can't remember which kid it is. It's the one with the broken arm at the end of the first one. But regardless, they're in the house. Yeah. So anyway, he's telling the story about like he's like you know in the back of my mind I'm screaming at this kid thinking that I'm gonna like you know like traumatize, traumatize him for the rest of his life someone calls cut and the kid's like that was amazing yeah that's so good let's roll it again i I, I listened to that i listened to that same podcast i can't remember what it was but yeah he's just like yeah uh, he tapped on the back good work i, lo- I love Jump. love what you're doing with the character <laughs> Fucking 12. yeah feels like okay yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah like i always like think about that and like it's kind of fucked up to think about the places that these kids have to go in their yeah so, totally like, do that, but they do the thing and you like are you know, you to- I totally buy that she's terrified, and the only like, of course, like I watched these movies and I was like, "Don't go down there." Don't yeah, go. every time, yeah. Yeah. Lights are gonna go crazy, but yeah, it's uh, all the acting in it was actually quite fantastic, and I think it's really hard. Like, there's a lot of because you said like potentially cheesy moments. Yeah. But when they meet each other in the diner, and and I mean, like I said to myself, I was like, of course, like both of her nieces are just like fucking stunners but it was kind of like worked into the storyline because like, that way they things. could uh yeah they could sexually assault her <laughs> and cared about it yeah exactly <laughs> you're like oh there's these guys that we really like but they're being super creepy and like i had to look it up because i'm like is she in high school though <laughs> like, yeah. but she she's older yeah because he's i guess they're older right? yeah so they'd be in their yeah 20s or 30s or whatever but when they met each other in the diner and he just like as soon as he saw her he was just like yeah and you can tell and it's he's just, a like, good actor it's really hard to i think portray like raw emotion like that yeah and they did a fantastic job of it yeah no i totally agree and uh that that's the other one too like in the trailer for insidious 3 i remember not liking the like hands covering the eyes uh like how it like morphed into her face you know when she's walking with her as like a, uh the she's walking with her as like a dog Oh, yes. I love, but then I ended up loving that, and it's the same thing with the key fingers. Like I think the key fingers is a pretty cool idea. Also, soft spot for lock and key, which I know you also love, and like so, I just like anything with keys and like creepy. Like the fact that they were able to make another demon is cool, and have it be successful. Yeah. My main gripe with the whole thing though is that the ending is so fucking anticlimactic. Like with the mom coming in, and she just like shines a light and it's gone. Yeah. I would have liked. It was gonna come back, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, you totally knew that was gonna happen. But I was like, I, like let her. It's like I guess you probably haven't seen the new Halloween or Halloween 2018. But it's like Laurie Strode fighting. Yeah, there's an. Do you not even know about that? I mean, I probably. But you were never really huge into like the slasher stuff, anyway. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Let's. Uh, I think that's uh, a good place to wrap up the Insidious movies. I think we covered those pretty well. Let's do rankings. Let's go you first. I'm pretty indecisive. I think, okay. Whatever, it's, you're not going to, this isn't it's set gonna, in stone. Like it's, I know, but it's going to change. But yeah. right now, so I think first, the first one will always just hold a special place in my heart because yeah. it was the OG, obviously. And I came out of that movie not hating or even disliking anything. Yeah. Right? Um, so I'm going to go. I think that one, I think honestly, the original Insidious really skyrocketed us being horror fans together. Like that was like the movie that we went that and uh, the last ex- last exorcism. Oh I remember we had so much fun with those. Yeah, so, so creepy. I think that was one of the first found footage ones. Maybe we saw. Yeah, can't remember. Yeah, timeline's all fucked up. But yeah, um, so number one is definitely number one for me. Yeah, and then 
I love them all for such different reasons, but if you're making me do this, you know, I really had a lot of fun with number four. I knew you were going to go, and I'm, I'm, and see, I knew you would, and that's why I'm so happy that you were on this, because, like, I'm happy, I would much prefer have people on who are passionate and enjoy the things that we're talking about, because it's just, it's better than just listening to someone beat up on something, and I love that you loved it as much, like, because I, yeah, I really, really like it as well. So, no, I'm, I'm really happy to hear that. That's high, high ranking. Um, so that's number two for me right now. And, like, again, it might change, but I don't know. I really enjoyed it. Like, I, like a lot of it, I just had so much fucking fun. Yeah. Like, it's inventive. The demon was really creepy. Kind of looked like my grade nine boyfriend. Um, <laughs> oh, my God, it does. Was that the one I'm thinking of? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. There was a moment there where I looked. That's how I knew I had a chance. Ah. Uh. <laughs> I remember I saw it like, she's dating that guy? Oh, punching below her weight, Morgan, eh? <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I, I loved the demon. I thought it was really fun. And yeah, just the twists and turns of it. Elise was amazing in it. Um, <clears throat> number three is going to be hard for me. I think probably number two, and then I think number three is my yeah. least favorite. That's still good. You still like that one. But I still love so it. So what a good franchise. Yeah. Yeah. No, mine's pretty close. It would be the first one, third one, two, then four. But that can all change just like, you know, like it might change for you too. I've now seen the third one three times. So it's like, I think it had been a while since I'd seen two. So that one jumped up in my ranking because like I always considered it my least favorite. And yeah, I just had a lot of fun rewatching it this week. It is the most different out of all of Yeah. Them. Yeah. For sure. And, and you watch it, probably you could watch it with people and at like a party and have fun watching it. Right. Whereas like there, there are a lot of horror movies, obviously, that you can you need to watch and really pay attention to. But that one is just. Yeah, it's like just a, fun. Yeah. It feels like a ride. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. No, but I, I, to I can totally see why you have yours. Yeah. As your favorite. Well, you know, and I'm a depressing son of a bitch. So like the third one is so depressing. You like the dark. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I like Which it. Which is awesome. It is very bleak. And like the fact that. You know, you feel for her in the sense of like both of her fucking legs are broken. I know. And she's dealing yeah. with a demon. And oh, and that like, scene with her busting through—it's so cool. It's so gross. Yeah, yeah. No, I love it. Awesome. Well, this was an insane amount of fun. I'm so happy we could finally make it happen. But yeah. before we uh, let you go, uh, you are a nutrition coach and professional. Like you do personal training and everything as well, don't you? Mostly online. Yeah. Yeah. So this was all kind of birthed from the pandemic sort of thing. We started it back in December. Um, and you know, being off for two months as a, uh, massage therapist, I'm just like, well, fuck, I need to make money somehow where like, I don't have to be in the room. Yeah. Right? So we do all online, um, which, you know, helps and hinders. I think, uh, there's a lot of obviously value in being in person training and that kind of thing. Yeah. But this lets people like, especially during a pandemic, like when people are not comfortable going to gyms or whatever, we do home workouts, we do you know, online nutrition and stuff where people just like track their macros yeah. and stuff. Yeah, so. which would be great for, we have listeners all over the world. And I know, like I was saying a bit off air, and I guess we started talking about it on air as well. Um, but it's really easy to fall into bad habits when you are a movie fanatic in the way that we were and are. And uh, yeah, like just, you know, eating pizza, eating junk food. And like, especially, you know, it's the Halloween season, candies everywhere. Yeah pumpkin spice lattes, pumpkin flavored beer. Yeah. So is there somewhere that our listeners can reach out to you if they're interested in getting some coaching done? Yeah, absolutely. So I have, uh, there's Mob Fitness uh, YXE, I believe it is on Instagram. And then we have uh, Mob Fitness and Nutrition uh, on Facebook. 
or I am Mo M O Haladiak on Instagram. That's my I guess personal page. Um, I post more like about like my own personal journey uh, in regards to like my weight loss and what I do now in regards to like workouts and a lot of mindset stuff. Because man, like that's the most important part, and that's something that I think both of us really struggled with. And you've even helped me with that recently in like terms of like meditation and stuff like that and mindfulness and those are all really good things that you do not need to be in person to learn about and to get some get some guidance and advice so i definitely urge our listeners if anyone's you know wanting to you know get your health back or get in a little bit better shape or just want to feel better you're definitely the person to talk to because you're a person who has been exactly where i was and where a lot of people who are as passionate about the stuff are and uh, you feel like there's no way that you're ever going to get to a point where you're going to be happy with yourself. But if there's someone who can set you on the right path, it's someone who has done it before, done it multiple times. <laughs> but you're but now you're unstoppable. Like you you really are. Uh, I can't see it ever not becoming such a huge focus in your life. And like I said to you countless times off air, the happiest you've ever been is when you've been fit and like at least involved in fitness some way or health and nutrition and like you would meal prep but you also found like you've tried everything so you know the ones that really work and the ones that you know might seem a little bit more of a scam or um so you're definitely a person to reach out to and i think we're going to try and plan for morgan to offer up some tasty healthy Halloween treats that you can make this year. So we'll post those on our Instagram at the Terror Table or on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, we'll have those on all of our social medias uh, when this episode goes up or at least a week after. Like, I'll give you some time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, pumpkin flavored shit, chocolate. I don't know. Flavored. I mean, honestly, like sitting and watching movies and having snacks is like, it's the best. Yeah, right? it, it really is the best. And like you said, I've tried all the diets like under the fucking sun. Yeah. And the way that I coach now is is honestly like just flexible dieting. That's it's yeah. the bare bones of it is just like watch what you eat. Um, you can basically eat whatever you want. I mean, my yeah. rule is always 80 20. So 80 percent things that make you feel good. 20 percent of the things that are good for your soul. And 20 uh, percent of the time, if you want to eat like there's we we cited a study it's all the time of this guy. Uh, I think it was like in Illinois or something like that, did this study where he ate nothing but protein shakes and Twinkies and he lost weight. Like he lost weight. Yeah. He probably felt like shit. So yeah, no kidding. Um, so yeah, I mean like I'm not here to tell you you can't eat snacks while you eat movies or while you watch movies. Yeah. Um, you can have your literal cake and eat it too, not to be like the cheesiest person in the world. Yeah. But it is it's uh you know enjoy your beers enjoy your popcorn enjoy your skittles and everything but just do it in a way that is benefiting your life instead of using it as a filler yeah because that's the thing i know that's exactly what we used to do it's like oh fuck we hate our jobs we hate like where we were living and like you know so it just it's so easy to lock yourself in and just eat like shit and feed your soul until your body's destroyed. Yeah, 100%. And not to like I could talk about this for a thousand years, but not to get too sciency, but literally we've been doing not me personally, but you know, I've read lots of studies where literally there is, you know, bacteria in your gut that processes all of the stuff that you put into your body and it controls a lot of the hormones that mm -hmm. you know feed your brain, right? So that's like serotonin, dopamine, cortisol, all that kind of stuff. 
And so they've been doing studies on things like refined sugar and alcohol and just like really processed foods, that kind of thing. And it actually hinders serotonin and dopamine release. So you're telling me it's not a good idea to eat Domino's pizza every single day? (laughs) Deep dish Domino's pizza? Probably not. I can make a plan for you where you could probably eat Domino's pizza every day and still lose weight, but you're probably still going to want to kill yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you so much for being here, Morgan. Uh, This was a blast. Long time coming. Yeah, I had so much fun. And like I said, this is like bucket list check off for me. I've always wanted to do something like this. And like the fact that I get to talk about the Insidious movies is you know, just like yeah. the cherry on top of it. Absolutely. No, we'll, we'll have you back, but it's going to be Skype because I'm going to be across the country. Or I'll just come and fly there. Yeah, let's do that too. You got to come to a Canucks game because you know what sucks is I'm going to Vancouver and I have less friends there who are Canucks fans than here in Saskatoon. I believe it. It's fucked. Um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll do that. But uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. We will be, we're entering into our fifth year anniversary as a podcast on October 1st. We'll mark five years. Uh, so this episode should be going up a little bit before that, but uh, stay tuned because we got a lot of really fun and exciting stuff planned for the month of October, the best month of the year. Uh, so thank you so much for listening to the Terror Table, and we will see you guys next time. Yeah.